check, check, check. If you're hearing the sound of my voice or watching this on YouTube, that means you're now tuned into chapter 100 of the Introverted Intuition Podcast. My name is Jeff, a.k.a. the Petty Podcaster, a.k.a. the Ambitious Introvert, a.k.a. a nigga who's getting sick, but we are still here. (sighs) No guests necessary because I got all the people I have with me tonight, That the only people that I need, my co-hosts. CR Coco Laney, what's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. What up? Say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? Hey, y'all. Back. Is when the last time we did one just the four of us? It's been like a minute, right? I think it was like May or like. It might have been. I think it was like last year or something. Because even when there was a guest, I think there would only be like either two or three of us here. Yeah. Like now it's Mm. just all of us. It feels good. It feels it's like. just all of us. You know that song? Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like, why you just break it Because it's just like, all of us. Because he can sing like that. And I'm God happy. Next album you're going to be singing? Huh? Next album you're going to be singing? Oh, yeah. yeah. All, okay. my, all my music I'm going to be singing. A <sighs> hundred episodes. This feels really... I, I'm, I have like mixed emotions right now. I feel sad. I feel proud of myself. Mm. I feel... But sad why? Yes, I want to know. Um, <laughs> I feel happy. I feel nervous. I feel anxious. It's it's so weird. Like The guy who said he's not complicated. Yeah, I'm mad complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That was, a, that was, that was off mic conversation. Like, or off, off mic dialogue. Don't do that. It's weird. I don't know. Like, I just know how I started this and how, like, where I was, like, two years ago. And it's, like, to see that transition of the show and, like, myself and the opportunities that presented themselves. It's just, like, I don't know. I don't know why I feel sad. Y'all don't, have y'all ever, like, accomplished something and you just don't feel all the way, I guess, right with it? Graduation. What do you mean? When I graduated college, I was sad as hell. And it really? wasn't like I was gonna miss anybody or anything like that. Mm. I was I don't know. I had I was like really depressed that week. Mm. I know. It was weird. I've had moments like this before, like when I bought something that I really, really wanted. When I get it, I don't feel as excited as yeah. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Like prior to like getting it. Mm. And I feel like it's kinda like that, but that's kind of how it was for me because it was like, you know, when you're a senior, everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to graduate. Can't wait to be done. Can't wait. Can't wait. Then when it finally happens, it's just like, well, this is the big whoop, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what next? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's not like usually like I do complain or like vent about like not being where I think <laughs> I should be. It's not that at all. Like I'm definitely proud of where we're at and yeah. like what's next and all that. So but I'd be um, happy, damn it. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm proud. Like, I'm going to get into, like, kind of a full backstory for the new listeners of, like, how the show started when we get to, like, the questions that we got emailed. So, so there was a few, not too many. Uh, but first, I want to start with, like, episode 100. What does that mean to y'all? Like, what does it mean to y'all to be a part of this? When y'all first came on, did y'all think y'all would even stay on for this long? I mean, y'all didn't come on, like, too far from 100, but mm-hmm. uh, what does that mean? When did me and Lainey come on? We came on in, like... like 50-something, 60-something mm-hmm. episodes, something I don't like know. that? Yeah, something like that. It was that. January, that's why I, I remember that. Around remember. there, 59, 60. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, what does it mean for you? What does episode 100, chapter 100 of Introvert Intuition mean to y'all? Hmm, it's like, <clears throat> it's definitely a milestone. Um, And it just shows, to me, 100 episodes shows the dedication, not just from any one individual, but the whole thing you know what i'm saying what introverted intuition is it just has longevity and i like feel like this and music are the two things that i'm the most consistent with mm. you know what i mean because it's just like i don't know it's it comes naturally like podcasting really comes naturally at this point like yeah. i don't know it, 
like not to say it doesn't take any effort, but it's effortless. You know what I'm saying? It's like when it's easy. I feel like people are always really good at things that they find easy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's easy. It's not. It's not. It's it's fun. You know what I mean? That's why I keep coming back because it's fun. It's not hard. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's a good time. It's really right. not work. It's it's not it's, work. Yeah, it's like I'm playing. Like this is fun. Like I get to go to the city, meet yeah. up with you guys, and then afterwards we have our little side. Like <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I can't wait to those moments are recorded. By the way, <laughs> right? Like we, I really got to get a videographer. For I look those forward moments. to Thursdays to see you guys and hang out with you guys. Like oh, I, I do. Like it, it's really fun. Like. Yes. Dope. For real. What about you, Coco? What is this mean uh, to you? It just feels like an accomplishment. Like, you know, a lot of times I have a tendency of like, oh, I want to do something and I'll get into it, but then I'll lose steam on it. Um, and then obviously lose interest. Um, and then for me, it's 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 a lot because I'm obviously I'm an introvert, so I'm very to myself. So it's making me be more vocal and, you know, not be as to myself. So it's for me, it's helping me. In a I've lot seen of the ways, progress so. with you. Like, oh, you, thank you have like definitely opened up more since you yeah. first got right. on yeah. you interject more you're, you're more vocal yeah. you're strong with your points because yeah. I'm, I'm just used to in groups just being more observant and watching mm-hmm. people and just you know making my own little you know mm-hmm. uh, isn't it fun just observing people I did that when I was in the club last week just watching people <laughs> how they move well in the city you can do that anyway people like just watching. sit and watch people I love mm-hmm. doing that but it's I'm realizing you know hey this is making me more vocal it's making me come out of my shell just mm-hmm. a little bit more not a ton mm-hmm. but I'm working on it so it's 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 helping me can't hurt what about you laney um you know i'm just happy to be here mm-hmm. you know, it's a hundred and i'm just happy to be a part of something that's bigger than me mm-hmm. so it's not even like you know like cr said i look forward to thursdays mm-hmm. and it's crazy like y'all like we're all doing your own thing like y'all had another podcast i mean y'all dropped out but y'all could y'all still came through to record and then cr well, off was the strength doing- of you asking us to come so we always appreciate that Thank yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like y'all were literally like the first people I thought in mind. Like after the shit went went left, for like, well, you were already kind of a part of it. Like, but with, mm-hmm. with Lee, and when that shit went left, I was just like, yeah, Coco and Lady, like immediately it was like. A and then when initially when we had been on your show as guests, I think not that long afterwards or right before you asked us to be on the show, we had talked and we were like, maybe we should ask him if we should be on his show. <laughs> like oh, so something crazy. about it was in the air. I feel like there was like an energy in the air that we were just all like, yeah. And one thing I noticed too is like once you guys like showed up, you guys always showed up. And I was just, I, that's what made me like you guys because it's like, all right, they really are trying to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. really consistent. Like consistency is everything. We had that's conversations true. about that on the train. Like it was just, it was just a different vibe between yeah, like not yeah. discrediting what Lee did for the show during the time she was no, here, but like it was like, it just was what, it was the missing link. Like y'all yeah. were, were what was it missing. It feels right. You know what Aww. I'm saying? Yeah. It feels right. It's so good. And I get, <laughs> to me, like a hundred is just like, I'm proud of myself because, like, this is the first thing I've ever committed to fully and first thing I'm actually genuinely proud of. Like, I've, you know, finished school and all that and stuff like that, and I've made fitness goals and stuff like that, but I have never was truly proud of that. I never really – I feel like I've never worked so hard, you know, mm. between, like, the traveling and spending your money mm. and stuff like that and coming up with questions. Like, I feel like I've never done anything like this before, so, like, it's definitely – The hard work shows and it's paying off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could get into some of these questions – that I got emailed. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Flip kind of just answered it. Well, not really. How do how did we all meet? We met. I met Coco and Lainey when I asked them to come on my podcast when they were a part of Shake Them Up podcast. Mm-hmm. CR and I used to work together at this shitty company that would remain <laughs> oh, yeah. nameless. Yeah. I was just, I was just about to spill the beans. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I didn't like CR at first, but I didn't you know him. Didn't? Not not like, but like. 
I don't know, because you were new, but you were getting along with everybody. I feel like, yo, why he getting along with my friends? Oh, oh my God. I was like, I was eating yeah. like, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, <laughs> niggas like CR immediately. But then, like, I, I still remember, like, the moment I think I first talked to him. Like, we had to, like, remember, like, the little racks we had to go down the aisles with and put the stock back? Yeah. I remember, like, I was going up to, like, get more work or whatever, and you were coming down with your work or whatever, and we just connected, and we just crossed paths, and we started talking. I think you talked to me first. And then, yeah, it was just, it was just that. That's what it was. I, I'm wondering, I'm trying to remember what, I know, all right, so I know most of our conversations were about our dreams and our aspirations, but wow. I know we also talked about other stuff too, like bullshit. Like, I'm we trying to, did, yeah. we talked about a lot of bullshit. Like we, <laughs> but that's what friends do. I yeah. Mean. Probably, yeah. We probably talk about other coworkers. There were some crazy motherfuckers. Well, that's yeah. what coworkers do. You yeah. get together, when you click, then you talk about the other crazy fucking coworkers. Word. That's how it's supposed to be. I think you came up with jump out, the name Jump Out the Frame for the company there. I feel really? like you did. I, I, I didn't because I didn't come up with the name. Oh. Oh. It was my best friend, William. He came up with the name and we were smoking in my um apartment. We were mm-hmm. high as fuck and he came mm-hmm. up with the name. Best ideas coming in. Yeah. And he, he just gave it to me. He was like, yeah, man, jump out the frame. Like, well, but. yeah, you were talking. About, I think you had the name in place, but you were talking about what you yeah, wanted to do with it. Yeah, talking about it. It was like definitely early, it, early. jump out the frame. I didn't know what I was going to do, if I was going to make it a media company or make it a record label. Like, I didn't know. I just knew that name was catchy. Then I the came list. up with the slogan. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I got to do some shit with this. It was, that was, that was big because like, look at what it is now, you know? Yeah. Artist showcases left and right. Yeah. Artists left and right. So mm-hmm. the next one I saw was uh, how did we all become like find the confidence to speak in front of a microphone because we are we all have introverted tendencies. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I don't really acknowledge it anymore. I look at it, yeah. but like I just can look around it and look at the people around me. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just like I'm doing what I love and what I am passionate about. So I guess to let a microphone stop me from speaking. Confidently, I guess. I don't know. doesn't seem right. I don't know about y'all. Like, see how you do music, you do. I'm naturally an introvert, um, but on the show, it may seem like I'm an extrovert, but that's because I've been actually practicing sitting in front of a video camera. I used to always record my stuff because I wanted to be the next Angie Martinez. So I've always had to play radio station in, um, on my computers, on my video cameras, you know, the big old old school shits. Like, I still even have the tapes of me, like, having my own shows about my own top ten and top five. So mm-hmm. this is always something I've always wanted to do. So it's just natural for me to be in front of a, um, a mic without my introverted issue being an issue because this is just what I wanted to do. But if you was like catch me outside in a club, like I think we even went to an event, I'm to myself to the corner, like I'm really not really gonna interact. Like if you mm-hmm. come speak to me, then I'm gonna always speak. But it's not that I'm conceited. I just don't know how to really mingle with people. Like it's that. an introverted so nature. Really, yeah, like, yeah, just, just stay to themselves. So where I'm like may seem extroverted on the show because that's only because this is my passion, but Catch me in the street. I will look at you like, oh, hi, sorry. I was very surprised to see you like at press play, like kind of just like chilling. She was in the I was, cut. I was totally surprised in the cut. though. Like, I mean, I wasn't expecting you to be out in for dancing, but like, I was very I'm surprised. I'm an introvert. Like, Coco will tell you, we've been out many places and we would like be in the cut chilling. Yeah, we look for the that. cut to go you sit and first. just watch everybody. Yeah. All right, this is a cool scene. Yeah. Like, you know. You were always like, I will leave the cut real soon to go smoke in a minute. <laughs> I mean, what about you, CR? Like rapping, I feel like you got to have that confidence to produce a song and speak and all that shit. Share your story. So, like for me, like it started on. I actually grew up being real shy, and um, I didn't really get my confidence till I was like sixteen. 
And that was like when I really started smoking weed. <laughs> and then I found out that I was like, you know, that people thought I was funny and I had a personality. <laughs> you found out you found yeah, your personality. met your personality at sixteen. Yeah, because like I always knew who I mean, I, I didn't all right, so I didn't really I didn't have that much self awareness. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like because I, I didn't have any siblings, you know what mm. I mean. So I didn't have anybody say, you know, that I was funny or anything like that. I was, I just was who I was, you know. But um, I definitely started finding a knack for speaking in front of people once I went to college because I had to play a lot of leadership positions. Um, but genuinely, I just like talking to people, and I'm a people person. But I do have a cap. Like, once I am, like, exhausted from people, mm-hmm. I need to go recharge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I consider myself an ambivert because I do have both sides. Like, some days I'm totally an extrovert. I'm, like, dancing. Like, when we was at Press Play, that yeah. was extroverted CR. Yeah. Not everywhere, but, you know, you were working yeah. in the room. You was talking to people, dancing. Yeah. And, and I feel like excited I, to be I was excited. Yeah. I was, he was oh, energized shit. by it. Yeah. Was, Press Play, September 28th. Coming, more details soon. Yes, it's coming soon. But, um, yeah, but then I always, you know, eventually revert back. And I mean, yo, I think lately, I think I've developed like some type of social anxiety too. Really? Because I spend so much time alone. Think about it. I have no coworkers. I work by myself. I live by myself. So I'm always by myself. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, sometimes I'll be afraid to go to an event and I don't know why. I just like, I'll come up with reasons not to go. It's the introvert in you. That's the introvert in me. And it's just you like. You talk your way out of yeah, it. Like, I don't need to go to this. I'll, I'll, they, you know, he's probably not even going to be there. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, sometimes I do catch myself being more introverted and not really reaching out like that. Yeah. But then I try to force myself out of my comfort zone. And usually once I get there, I'm able to do it. But It's never half as bad as when you actually get there. Yes, it's, it's always not. like in your in mind, your head, like, nah, I'm something's going to happen yeah. or like, I'm just going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to yeah. want to talk to anybody. But then you get there and it's like, oh, this wasn't so bad. Wasn't I've so been bad. right before, though. I've thought about <laughs> things would go wrong and shit did go yeah, wrong. That and that's so true. That yeah. yes. But the odds are, it usually goes right. Yeah. yeah. And if it goes wrong, wrong so. sometimes because you already put it out there, mm. so the universe that's just responds to what you vibrating. Yeah. And I hate, I hate doing things. I hate forcing myself to do things. Like even like working out, like I don't want to go most of the time, but mm. I like tell myself I need to, right? And it's then it's either like hit or miss. It's a gamble. It's gonna turn out bad. It's gonna turn out good. Like I felt that way this entire week, but I had nothing but good workouts. So it's really just a gamble. Mm. Um, yeah, confidence is just it's been like a wavering thing for me. Like it just throughout my entire life. It's just and I don't know where that really stems from. Like we're, like maybe we, I don't know. I just feel my confidence is like on and off. It's like a light switch. Whenever mm. it depends, it depends on the moment. But with this podcast, I feel like I have to like put my cape on, like my superhero cape and my mask, and be like this extroverted person and be this person because most of the time we have guests, so you got to make a good impression. I don't ever want to make a bad first impression on anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's people listening. Like, I don't want to just and I don't want to disappoint. What you mean? <laughs> I don't make a bad impression. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if I feel how I feel. I'm- and I'm feeling like that. It's just happening that way. If it happens to rub you wrong, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't always put a mask. And I feel like that's been my issue for so long, always mm. trying to, like, hide how I feel. It's like I'm battling. I can't save everybody. And it's not up to me to call people on their bullshit. But it's also, like, I have to do a better way of dealing with people's energy that I do think is full of shit mm-hmm. and bullshit without me sounding like a crazy bitch all the time. Because mm. it's just like, I do want to help, but it's also, like, the way the way this shit is set up right now, it's no longer my responsibility to help anymore. So now mm. I have to like kind of just like detach myself 
from feeling like I need to save people or correct people, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not. It really isn't our responsibility. Yeah, and, I think and it's just, just it's ingrained in us to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, well, you don't so, especially try. like because you know you do have people who you do want to help and they want the help, but then you also have people who don't want help, but they yeah. like being in that role. I get it. So it's just like I really had to learn. Not to care so much, mm-hmm. in a sense. It's hard. Yeah. Watering too many plants leaves you Yeah, it leaves you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so <laughs> it got to the point where I just had to start being more real with myself and just like, if I'm unhappy, if I don't like it, then I, that's just what it is. Like, I'm not, I can't keep dimming my light so everybody could shine. I and like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, I'm, I'm go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that's kind of where my confidence started coming from, was just being, living in my truth. Like, I've been learning how to do that more and just admitting to myself who I am and how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I used to try to be this very nice person. And, like, I'm still you a nice person. Nice person. Yeah, I am. Because nice that's yeah. genuinely who I am. But I'm also an asshole. And that's just who was, I am. Because I, I always tell somebody, like, you're nice, but you're not a nice person. You're nice because you want other people to like you. You're not mm-hmm. nice because just, like, that's what you really want to do in that moment. It's just right. because you want that acceptance in that moment. Right. So you'll probably agree to something you don't want to do. But you don't want nobody ever to say, oh, you're mean. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I've been battling with that, like, my whole life. Because, like... If I were to think and say everything that I feel, like, people would just... Because, like, my realest friends, they know, like, yo, Rod's a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Like, my real friends know, like, I'm a fucking asshole. But, you know, sometimes it's hard because I've I've had, you know, because of, like, jobs and stuff, I had to work in sales. You know, you can't talk like that to everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. But just imagine if you could just walk around like Larry David for a day and just Mm -hmm. be, like, saying the most off the top, like, the shit, you know, just being... Or you mean if you could be a kid again? If you could be a kid again? Are we all still kids, though? Yeah. I'm still relishing my kidness. But I feel like that's the part we lose, that that honesty. Kids will call you ugly to your face and and smile about it. like, why are you mad? You You are ugly. As adults, (laughs) we've been trained to think that... You can't do that, right? Because well, you, I don't. I, I still do firmly believe that you really shouldn't call anybody ugly, mm-hmm. like because yeah. beauty really is skin deep, and Subjective. you can look as just as bomb as fuck on the outside and be very, very ugly on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I have a really hard time of calling people ugly. My friends would tell you, everybody I date is quote unquote ugly to them. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. like it's subjective. Yeah. You mentioned the word acceptance. Uh, I think that's kind of why. I try to be as, I guess, extroverted and as confident as I be whenever we have a guest. Cause like, I don't know. I do, I do want acceptance. Like, I don't know. I don't know why, where that really comes from. Maybe that comes from like, uh, the rejection of like my pops not being around. Like I was rejected at birth. That's the way I look at it. And like, I don't know. Maybe in a way that's me as an adult trying to make up for that and like try to get that acceptance from everyone. So I'm not rejected again. Mm-hmm. So, and I just want to make a good impression. Like I, if I'm inviting you to my platform, like, and I'm pitching it in a certain way, I feel like you're, you have certain expectations for me to be a certain way mm-hmm. and for an experience that you want to have. So that's, I think why I try to, you know, just put the introverted side to the, the bottom of the barrel and, let the extroverted side come out as much as possible. But. One thing I learned about myself is that I'm what they call in psychology a high self-monitor. So when I'm in certain situations, like I'm the type of person, I like smooth social interactions. 
I feel so embarrassed when I have like a jagged social interaction. Like if I stutter or if I mistalk oh, or something like it's for some people it's not a big deal, but for me, yeah. that's like my OCD. You know what I mean? So I'll think of that. Like if something like that happens to me, I'll think of it years down the line. Almost yes. like the top of my head, like oh my god, it yes. still embarrass me. You know what I mean? I'm like, still thinking yeah. about that time my social security, my, my social studies teacher <laughs> paid for my trip to go somewhere to Ellis Island, right? Okay, and then there was something else coming. And I was so grateful. I was just so happy. And then there was something else coming up. And then I was talking to her. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just get somebody else to pay for me. And I was just like, yo, that slipped out. And she looked at me like, you little Little motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was a con. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know what I'm saying? yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I can see that. Definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing, but yeah, I still think about that to this day. I'm Nigga, just like, take that Fuck. sheep clothing off, be a wolf. I mean, <laughs> wolves don't walk with shepherds, right? Like, I'm a whole wolf, and I don't care. I, I, and I, that's why I admire you because you're so raw. Like, I'm raw in certain elements, and when I'm in my comfort zone, but when I, if I don't know people, like, it's hard. And for, this is me tame yeah. in a sense. Like, this is mm-hmm. not even like I Full think on. you probably would know more of the asshole I can be in a sense. Well, how far I can go. I understand what you're saying when you yeah. say you describe yourself as such, but I would never would have described you as like Because she's asshole. a sweetheart in mm-hmm. a sense. Like. The people who are close to you, like you guys will always see the nice side of me. You know what I'm saying? Because I love you That's guys. True. So it's like I don't see myself, you know, unless it was something crazy, I don't see myself ever being that to you guys. But, you know, other people that I don't know, especially if I, you know, a stranger, yeah, I, I'm an asshole. Like I don't, I don't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be cordial enough to not cause any conflict, but you know, I don't genuinely care for just a random person. Th- that's how I felt. I kind of felt similar to you when we had Alex Wolf. Like I stuttered my ass off because mm-hmm. I was getting, I was, fr- mm-hmm. it was frustration mixed with like just like being over it. <sighs> yeah. So my stuttering was just all over the place, and I was embarrassed. I said that to y'all. I was just straight embarrassed, and that's why I was so upset. It wasn't really at her and her not being open to open uh, ask. I mean, answer any questions. But um, I just felt more embarrassed in my performance because I think about myself and how I do after this podcast more than anything. I don't even think about y'all because I know y'all well, are great. No, I'm but <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like when I do listen back and I do judge my performance sometimes, and I'm really hard on myself. But I'm working. I'm working on it. Don't be I think. so hard on yourself, Jeff. I used to like think about the way I was speaking if I would stutter and not get my point across the way I would feel that I should have. But now I'm just like. Hmm. Okay, because I feel like I'm getting better as time goes on, and I'm more able to like say what I have to say. The only thing I would probably say when I had to slip up a few weeks ago when my true colors kind of came out, but then I thought about that too. I was just like, man, fuck that shit. Like, I ain't here to be liked. Mm-hmm. So, if I did offend any listeners that day, I apologize for that. But just keep in mind, like, I am me, and it shouldn't change just because yeah, people are listening. Or yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna like change. Or give you one way because, you know, you're listening. I just want you to know, like, I am who I am. I'm flawed and everything. And I, you know, try to be a better person every day. But fuck it, I'm flawed. Let me ask y'all this. Like, were y'all, uh, was there, like, any bit of hesitation or nervousness to commit to this show? I mean, like, you guys have had dreams of doing this or whatever. But, like, and you've kind of had experience being in front of a mic. But you are kind of, I feel like we all are extremely vulnerable at times on the show. And we do express ourselves. And this is, like, completely different from, like, a normal thing people do, right? I feel like podcasting is oversaturated, but people don't really commit to the idea of doing it each week. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, was there any, like any hesitation for y'all when I first initially asked you yeah. and, wh- and why? And every week since then, mm-hmm. up until maybe 
I don't even know, maybe a month ago. And that wasn't anything with anybody else. It was more so, I, it took me a while to realize when I would walk into the room with y'all, I feel what y'all feel. Mm-hmm. But then, and obviously that's mix, intermixed with what I feel. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you're dealing with with the day, whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. But it took me a while to realize I'm absorbing a lot of it and it's making me like this, making mm-hmm. me like frazzled. Mm-hmm. So I really had to talk to myself every week like, it's okay, whatever you feel, just push it away. And mm-hmm. eventually I got a little bit more comfortable, but I couldn't help it at first. I just felt so nervous, especially when we had um, guests. I would become overly nervous and I was like, okay, this can't just be me. I have to probably maybe be absorbing people's energy mm-hmm. a little bit and not really focusing on my own. Mm-hmm. So it, just meditating a little bit more and just talking to myself a little bit more and not being so hard on myself mm-hmm. made a difference. I think we all get a little nervous when a guest comes on. I feel like because yeah. we, we, not like, um, maybe we all don't feel like Jeff where we're trying to, you know, however you explain it. Because I don't want to say because it, it may sound like horrible if I explain <laughs> it back. So, but how you explain it, I think we all kind of have that sense. Maybe not to that extreme, but it's just like, mm-hmm. it goes beyond the guests. It goes to the listeners, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're listening. They're tuned in. They want to hear a show. They want to hear our opinion. They want to hear a good show. So, I do feel like what we kind of do flip what we mess up, like the way we speak or we don't get our point across the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. It's a disappointment within ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I definitely understand, like, when the guests come on, the, the little extra nervousness, because yeah. they bring a whole nother energy with them. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's true. And you don't know for sure if you're going to vibe with them or not. And I think but, that's always the thing with me, right. like... And I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to obviously not name any guests, but there's mm-hmm. definitely been some guests where I, ne- I didn't necessarily vibe with them all the way, but I still tried to have a good interview mm-hmm. and still tried to, like, you know, make the best, best of, of it, it. Yeah. And you know yeah. what I mean? And just, you know... But yeah, there's been a few times where it might be some people where I was just like, oh, this guy's. Yeah, we got pushed back with some guests, more. like um, like not naming any names, but mm-hmm. there's been some guests. I feel like it was one. If you look at the YouTube, I feel like I got cursed out one time, went for the one time by one of the guests. And it was cool. Oh no! Wait, really? Like cursed no. out, but like he got really like I asked him one question, he got like defensive and agitated. But I took oh, that yeah. all oh, okay. in stride. It was just like oh, okay, like. But cool, with, cool. With, and then another female too. I think um, when we was explaining the whole Nikki situation, mm-hmm. that was like a real flaring of difference of opinions in that mm-hmm. room too that day. So, but we've always dealt with that with like a grain of salt. Like, oh, yeah. Man. yeah. But like, was there any like, hesitation for you to like commit to coming? Like to commit to coming. Um, up until it was it was never before. Then recently, it was just like okay. I think recently I was reminded. Because, you know, a lot of stuff was said behind the scenes, too. And it was just like, you know, this is your show. And that's always going to be something in the back of my mind because I've always wanted my own show, in a sense. And I've always wanted to produce and I've always wanted to, like, it's not about me always being on the mic. It's about mm-hmm. me also putting together a really good segment, a really good show. And that's what I was trying to put forward that day with the whole mental health and relationship things because I am more than just a mic. I am more than just a voice. Like, there is a whole working mind behind me where I can write screen um, screenplays. I can do treatments for music videos. I am just that creative with certain things. So it's more to me than just being in front of the mic. So I, I'm, I'm going to continue with you because I have put my name out there. I have gave you my word. But I've also made it very clear in the very beginning. I think if you go back to like the first, maybe the third episode with us on here, I also have very said like you know I do want to branch out and do more things. I even brought to you the idea of a whole Sunday Soul Food show. 
in a sense. So I'm always constantly working and thinking about things where we can separate ourselves, even individually and even as a group. So I think that's dope, though, because that's what brings the flavor into the whole situation because we all have our individual talents. And I don't think we should ever, like, um, you know, put those to the side, you know, like, obviously, we're all dedicated to introverted intuition, yes, but it shouldn't stop us from doing other things. Like, yeah, like, podcasting, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I would love to have my own show one day. You know what I mean? Like, this has inspired me to maybe do that one day. I don't know when or how, but it's like being a part of this has made me look at podcasting totally different. Definitely. Yeah. Or, like, just the radio itself or just... um being creative because I feel like it doesn't have to even be podcasting like I see whole sketch like I'm thinking whole sketch shows and all types of shit like mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah you know it doesn't have to just stop here mm-hmm. but I don't want you to ever feel like because you, you ask these something I feel like you ask these questions because you want that reassurance that nobody's gonna leave you in the shadows and the shade but we will never leave you in the no. shadows and the shade. Like, mm-hmm. let's just get that very clear out there. But I have to pose this question to you because, you know, you are the man behind the show in a sense. So what if somebody was to come to you and say, hey, we just want you, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, th- those are like, those dun, dun, dun. That, you know, I'm trying to say, that's the real question the here. It's just like, you don't got to worry about our loyalty because we show you day in and day out like we're right here. And even after the, because, you know, behind the scenes, when we had that moment and you said what you said, I could have easily said, you know what, you're right. This is your show. I'm gone. But I'm still right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So never question you. my loyalty at all. Yeah. Like, ask yourself these questions. Right. No. Are you going to remain true? Are you going to be here if somebody comes to you and be like, hey, you know, I love this show. I love your idea. But, you know, you don't need all four of you. I could just take mm-hmm. one of you, you know? Yeah, nah. I don't think I, I – I know I wouldn't commit to that because I – I feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it by myself. I've tried. I've done episodes by myself, and it's very awkward. I don't enjoy talking to myself and, and, hoping, and, and, hope, and hoping someone's listening. So, and outside of like this, like we are, we have a relationship. We have connections with each other, mm-hmm. and I value that, and I appreciate that. And I always have always expressed that, like you guys reminded me, in, in like uh, you reminded me that there are good people out there and loyal people, people who will commit to without expecting anything back. Because that's rare to find. And won't abandon yeah. you. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't even allow myself to get into a situation like that where I'm having a meeting alone without y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a meeting scheduled tomorrow and I invited y'all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, Just too early in the day is all. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you how it goes. Not too early. Really. I'll tell you how it goes. If there's any money involved, there definitely you will, you will, yeah, you will be uh, privy to the information. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would never allow myself to get put in that situation. Um, and I would never – I'm loyal. Except for that time we talked about, like, if we, if we all went down to jail or some shit like that, and like, <laughs> they had me in the back interrogation room, like, slapping this me around. snitching. Yeah. Oh, not good. CR, you're going down, I man. I already know I'm not to do any uh, yeah. crimes with this guy. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. No felonious activities <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> you go away with Jeff away from seats. Make sure everybody pack your own luggage. Oh, like, for real. Um, <clears throat> this is a question that I got um, from people who I just know in my personal life and that was emailed to me. Mm-hmm. What happened with Michael, the original person I did this podcast with, and what happened with Lee? Um, mm-hmm. Lee is a bit shorter. I don't, should we start with that, I guess? I, I don't even... I, to, to this day, I still don't know what happened, honestly. Like, it was basically... She was a part of the show. She's still a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. And um, CR and her just didn't vibe. And... That's pretty but much it was what it on comes one particular down to. issue. Was it it was, it was, it, it was, was it an ongoing thing or was so it just one issue? For me, it was a lot of underlining 
tension because um, I felt that she had a lot of self-interest. Um, and this is not to attack her character. I think she's still a dope personality, great show. Um, but we're just, you know, we're different people. And um, I'm the type of person, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm going to, you know, be a part of something, I'm going to think like, I'm not thinking like, oh, how am I only going to benefit? How are we all going to benefit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was a particular situation where I was trying to get introverted intuition to do a live episode mm-hmm. at one of my events at my release, at my album release in December. And I uh, gave her that, uh, I gave Jeff and Lee the opportunity to basically have their own table. And I was trying to come up with ideas on how you guys were going to, you know, conduct the episode. And there was some discourse um, with the whole way things were structured. She needed things to be already down, written in stone. And if anybody knows anything about organizing events, you know, things aren't written in stone until maybe two weeks before. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's a long time. And you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's like she wanted things to be done in a particular manner that was a bit uh, restricting for me and didn't leave it to be very flexible. And I felt that I was already being a good guy by giving you the opportunity to begin with. And, you know, she felt hesitant. And then she pulled out and just said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And probably she needed that in order to be confident enough to do it. Right. And I mean, and that's why I said, like, I have no bad blood with her. Like, I say what's up to her. I'm excited to see Lee when I see her. Like, I have no hard feelings. But there was a lot of miscommunication that happened between us because we were talking through text. And it just ended up with her saying that she couldn't be in the same room with me. Yeah. Mm. And she wanted to separate from the situation. And in my opinion, that's when her true colors came out and it felt like she was always one foot in, one foot out because she had her own show. and She was number one on the network at the time. So personally, I didn't take that no type of way because it is what it is. You can't change people like you are who you are. I'm going to accept you for how you are. I'm not going to ask to change you or anything. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not the type of person that can work with you, I'm just not going to work with you. So that's really what it was. I, I was still here. And I'm not going to lie. When we did have that whole uh, discourse. You were I, out too. I was considering it. Yeah. I was considering it because her and and Jeff had a relationship before I was around. They've known each other already. So it was just like, does it make sense for, for, for me to stay if I'm the problem? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the type of person. I'm a, I'm a problem solver. So I could admit if I'm the problem. You know what I'm saying? Or if... I'm causing whatever kind of conflict tension or, or tension. So I was I was willing, but then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I really want to be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'm not going to leave. I am going to stick around. But before I even mentioned anything, she already had said she didn't want to be a part of the show anymore. So it was kind of just like, to me, it was the universe putting things in perspective because everybody's truth comes out eventually. And that was her truth. She didn't want to be a part of the show anymore. Yeah, And I always felt like that. And I used to have my conversations with Jeff. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, she's cool. She has a great personality. But maybe she's more focused on her, her show and growing her show, which is not necessarily a bad it's thing. Not, yeah. It's she's not a, a bad thing. Like, doing a lot of shit you're, at the same time. I'm saying. So you're hard, number yeah. one on the network. You're going to prioritize your show. Yeah. But I got that vibe yeah. from her. And that's why I was just like, okay, we have different 
uh, priorities. And I was given a choice at the time to either do it by myself and find new people, mm-hmm. uh, be with just CR and see what happens, or just stay with, stick with Lee. And I was tough for me because I had a relationship with both of y'all. Yeah. But like I, I started feeling like I was a problem because I, I feel like I kind of caused that conflict for y'all two entities to come together and just not get along. And then I felt like I kind of ruined a great relationship that y'all could have had. So I kind of felt guilty about that. I don't feel like it was you. We're just, we're different. Me different and, people. Me and Lee are very different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's very <laughs> cocky, arrogant type. You know what I'm saying? And it's fun. It's fun. She's, she, 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 it's her personality. Like, it's fun. But I'm also like that. So it's two, two, sometimes two of the same type of mm-hmm. energies that are going to, we're going to, it's not going to mesh well. So it's just like, you know, who's going to yield first? You know what I'm saying? If we're not both going to, if neither of us are going to yield, then we're just going to clash. And in hindsight, I feel like that was an important moment for just this show and me because, like, it showed me who you are. Like, you yeah. were still willing to commit even though you personally didn't feel right about the situation. And I looked at you a bit differently that day, like more more respect than I ever mm-hmm. had because it was like, okay, he really was pissed off. He really was over it, but he still decided to come back. So, like, right. I'll always appreciate you for that. Right, like I I appreciate that you appreciate it because it <laughs> yeah. did take a lot for me. I, you said that over the phone. Pot. I remember because because it, it, yo like I don't want to sound like I don't want to get too deep into it, but I was very upset. I was just upset about how how she handled it, and she did apologize, and she did you know we we pieced everything. And it's up. all water under the bridge now. It's water under just, the yeah, bridge, yeah. yeah. And like I said, that. like I have I don't hold grudges. I don't want that energy inside of me. So like I I got nothing but love for Lee. I have she's cool people's, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy everything happened the way it happened though. The segue into grudges. Um what happened between me and Michael? Mm. Um <laughs> so That was your version of Michael Jackson. For anyone who hasn't like gone back to the early, early episodes, maybe like the first episode to like maybe mid thirties, early forties, I don't even know. Mm. But uh Michael was my best friend. Like we um we were super like in sync. Like we were Pretty much the same person, but two different signs, two different people, two different ages, whatever. Like, we were, like, the same. That was my best friend. And uh, the original vision for this show was inspired by the Brilliant Idiots podcast, Charlamagne Tha God and Andrew Schultz. Like, that duo, like, that funny connection, that comedic effect, that, at times, like, very serious conversations. That's exactly what I wanted this show to be with Michael. Mm. And I taught myself how to record and edit the audio and... Bought all the equipment. I didn't ask him for a dime for any of that. I didn't ask him for any of that. All I wanted was for him to show up. Because I knew that, I feel like in my mind, he wouldn't really, he would make him a suicide with like not having the time or not willing to learn it. So I just did it myself to just guarantee his spot at the table so we could record. Mm. And yeah, we did it off my laptop for like a whole year and it was fun. It was really, really fun. Like it was also inspired by the conversations that we had off mic and high. It was just funny. And I always felt like it should be recorded. felt like people should hear it and we did that for a bit and then i wanted to up the ante and up, up our level in production and everything and i found gotham again i did that myself i didn't ask him to help me do it um i set up the meeting with brianna and we we both i remember that walk back to penn station from the original church U location like we were both very excited we loved the studio we loved the people we loved the energy we were ready to commit to it and we did it for a little bit here mm. um but like other people, like 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 all people, we all have our own interests. We all have like things we want to do with our lives. And his interest was film, so he wanted to go to film school, and he did that. I think he got in or something like that. He did get in, and um, when it came down to the second payment of 
for Gotham, like the second like uh, payment of the month, whatever. I asked him the night he came over to my house. I asked him like, "Yo, are you willing to like pay half of this, like so we can keep doing this?" And uh, he stayed quiet for a bit, and he was just like, "Yeah, I think I'm just gonna like focus on my my, my stuff, like my film stuff. Like I'm in school, mind you. He was only I think at the time doing school like once a week, and it was mm-hmm. in New York City." And he also had a full-time job, so I can understand maybe you're being tired. But mind you, we live by the street from each other. All I was asking was for you to come maybe for an hour a day. It doesn't matter. It, it could be a day as best for you. It may not be best for me, but we can make it work. We do it for an hour. Just record off my laptop and just keep going, keep the content going. Mm-hmm. But he decided to opt out and and just do his own thing, focus on his school. And I, I, I respect it. I even told him I respected that. Like, you paid a lot of money to get to school. It's what you really want to do, so do it. But... Always asking was an hour of your time each week. We live by the street, literally five minutes from each other. Mm-hmm. You have to pass my house to get to your house. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to. He didn't want to stay on, and it re- it really really hurt me because like I've never asked him for anything, but I've been there for him in situations always, like no matter what. And uh, I felt betrayed, and not maybe it wasn't really betrayed. I felt abandoned, abandoned, mm-hmm. and because um, I never would expect that from him. I never expected it. And um, never say never. I um, I I deaded the whole friendship just from that, and I, that may have been selfish on my part. I was about be- to ask if because no, yeah. nah, I deaded everything, like because I felt like. Has he what was the out, point? Has he reached out since then or no? I blocked his number because I just didn't want that. Like I, I didn't want to. Yes. Oh, thank you. And it's 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 stupid in me to trade like a whole year's worth, lifetime worth of friendship and memories for this, but I was. Extremely passionate about that. And I feel in my mind, if you see your friend passionate about something for the first time and doing everything to create this this show, like, why wouldn't you want to just think as a friend, like, yeah. your natural instinct help. to help? Mm-hmm. I want to help any way I can. And to to not see that, that... Uh, rep, um, that Reciprocated? Rep, yeah, like, I just... I'm getting upset thinking about it. Like, it's just... It's really hard to talk about. And I never really, really want to talk about it again, but... uh and it was like, I feel like um, if you had just sort of had a conversation, he just sort of said, hey, you know, my interest lies elsewhere right now. I still got you. I'm going to be in front of the show. Well, he, We're he, always going to be people. Like He was the one who put in my mind to even ask Lee as a coach. He was like, you know what? Well, you could ask Lee. Like, maybe you guys have a connection. You guys could do it. But, like, at the time, I didn't really know her. I mean, I still mm-hmm. don't really know her like that. But I, you telling me as my best friend to go work with a stranger when you could work with me? But maybe, right. but could you just maybe understood that it wasn't his dream and your dream was two different dreams? And I, I respect that, but I'm was, just trying to figure out like, how did you end the whole friendship that you had? Like that's your brother. You said that was your brother for years. Yeah, and it's just like because yeah, you know, this is, you know, it, it happens when it's just like yeah, I'm not gonna see eye to eye. Yeah, I don't have to have the same dream. But y'all don't have to not be friends because of that neither. But, but yeah, but this dream is everything to me. Like, it, and I understand that. But maybe his film dream is probably everything to him. Right, and I was always willing to do whatever to help that, and I I did. Like, we did film stuff, and I and I was always there. So it's just like to not get that same energy. I just I just had enough. Like, of not because during that time, I feel like I wasn't. I was given more than I was getting from like everyone in my life, and I just mm-hmm. had enough. Like that was like the boy. That was point. the straw. That, that was, was the boiling point for me, mm-hmm. and I just. I did act emotionally in the moment and just deaded it, and I I kind of do regret it. I feel like if I hit him up today, it went it, it it I don't know maybe he would answer, but like I've thought about it, but and I feel like if you think about it, then it's enough to pursue it because it's, right. I just don't like I I can even hear in your voice like you don't 
it's still something you battle with back and forth when you late, like you know, when you probably sit down, you have quiet time to yourself. Yeah. Because it's just like you know. I'm sure if he just would have said, you know, I can't be on a show with you, but I'm still riding with you. Like, I believe in your dream. I just can't be a part of it. You know? If he would have said that, maybe I would respect it. But the way he said it seemed like, just go figure it out. And Mm. I I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it at all. Was there issues um, between you guys and your friendship before the podcast? No, nah, we were good. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I'm just saying. You know, it really could have been. Because, you know, I feel like sometimes men just don't communicate properly. No. And it's just like, yeah, well, sometimes you have to sing the back of your head. Like, well, you're not my bitch, so I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat your feelings for you because mm-hmm. I got to do it with my bitch all day, so I'm not going to do it with my nigga. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's also what it is, too. Y'all just didn't communicate properly mm-hmm. how y'all both felt, where y'all can both understand each other and mm-hmm. not just react from what's being said. I kind of feel like that needed to happen in a way, maybe not the ending of the friendship, Definitely, but like yeah. that moment for me, because like that was like my main driving force to really keep going and figure it out because I felt like he didn't believe, so I wanted to prove him wrong. That was my main, for like a whole last year, like that was like my like my main goal, mm-hmm. like driving force to keep going. It was like, okay, you don't believe, so I'm going to show you. So yeah. now you what's your driving force? Uh, I think it's, I realized that it's bigger than me and like this is what kind of keeps me sane. And not get back into that, like that deep depression. So, mm-hmm. like, I think the, the reception that I've seen from it, and like that has like been my main driving force to keep that going. I, I like that. I like seeing the responses. I like seeing the conversations about the episodes. I like people saying they heard an episode and they loved it. Like, it's bigger than me. Like, I, I think we're I, we are affecting people's consciousness in a way. I think we are helping people. So it's bigger than me. Like, I want to keep that going. That's not my main drive for us to know that it's a possibility that people are being helped by our words in this, this platform. I want to chime in. I think um, I don't know if you could necessarily salvage the same friendship that you had with Michael. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, obviously, it's up to you, but I think you should at least like make peace with him. Because I feel like you still hold that energy inside you. Mm-hmm. As you saw how it was emerging as you were speaking on it. I think, you know, that would help with the internal peace. You know, just having closure. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes burning a bridge like that, you know, leaves a lot unsaid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you have 100% right to feel how you felt about the situation. You know, he was supposed to help you. And in that moment, maybe his tone of voice was not supportive and it wasn't what you wanted to hear. But at the same time, you got to also be willing to understand his perspective. And it's hard to do that if you're not even talking to him. You know what I'm saying? It's not, no, I mean, nobody's a saint. Nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? People make mistakes. But at the end of the day, you can control your actions. You know what I mean? You can't control other people's actions. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it would be something that would help bring more things into perspective if you were just to talk to him and just have an honest conversation about everything. And even if you guys never talked again after that, yeah. you know, whatever. But maybe that's something you might need and you won't even know it. You know, I'm just saying maybe it's something to think about. Closure, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. It's weird. Like, when things happen to me, I literally can, like, just suppress it and just not acknowledge it. And that's the way I deal with it. I mean, of course, it'll probably, that's not good because it'll flare up just like how it kind of did. But I don't know. From my my mind, me not acknowledging it is peace peace for me. And that's why I said it's it's, it's up to you, however you want to handle it. You know what I mean? Maybe. I, I would like to. I've thought about it, but 
At this point in my mind, I feel like it's too late. It's been like over a year now. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll give him a call. We'll see what happens. Never know. You, you have something else? Because I, I feel like one of y'all reacted to what I said and I thought you had it. I want to chime in. Because I had. Yeah, that's a, what happened. I had a similar situation where I ended one of my friendships that I had for a long time. Somebody that I was friends with since the fifth grade. Yeah. But my reason for not being their friend was just a historic. A continual line of being a poor friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, you have all these great qualities. Like, you're funny as hell. Like, you always spark me up. You know, you treat me to (laughs) dinner and shit. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was great, but you're a liar. You've stolen from me before. You've conned me before. So it was just like, your morals and integrity don't match with your character. Mm. And it's real hard to accept that kind of person in your life when you're ready to grow. So that was my reason for ending that. I mean, those like, people don't grow. They don't. Yeah, and yeah. that was the thing. To this day, he's still the exact same, same person. Yeah. Still roaming the streets, drinking, smoking, and looking crazy. You know what I mean? I got that guy his first job. Like, I helped him when his father got locked up and he called my phone because he was crying because, you know, they were just in a car chase and they crashed. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's been through a lot of traumatic shit. And I was like the last person to stay his friend. You know what I mean? Because I really wanted to just be there. Like, I'm that type of person. Like, I'm a healer by nature. So it's just like... A lot of people, though, who have been through trauma don't know how to treat other people. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it was. And then I had to realize that unless he goes to therapy Mm -hmm. or unless he does a lot of soul searching, which I know he's not going to do because he's so clouded by the drugs, alcohol, Mm -hmm. and sex, Mm -hmm. that he's not going to be able to have enough insight to make or rectify the things that are wrong with him inside. And he has to want to. He has to want to, and he's going to have to get to that place on his own. And that's when I knew I had to break that friendship because we were on two different paths, Mm -hmm. and there was nothing else I could do, and the relationship was becoming toxic. Mm -hmm. It's funny you you I think one of y'all I think it was you who asked me like was there any like rocky situations between us uh prior to like us like separating point, yeah. mm-hmm. um I don't think there was anything rocky but I did notice like every time we wouldn't see each other and we like reunite and like catch up like he would always say situations that he had that he considered fun were like were always drug related like mm-hmm. would, he was always like very adventurous but like I feel like it was becoming like a problem I never really expressed that and I was getting worried. And like I feel hard, like that's, hard shit or yeah, like mixing pills and like psychedelics and shit like that, like constantly. And like I always felt like he was kind of running from something, but he would never admit it. But um, mm. and for me, like when every conversation was like that, I just felt like yo, I can't even relate to you anymore. And that's kind of where I feel like we kind of fell off even earlier than that situation, at least in my mind. But I still was present because I didn't want him to die. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was a problem, I wanted to know. But I wanted to figure it out on my own. But it got to a point where I just was like, this is just, I can't. And it's so, so crazy that you mentioned that you felt that he was running for something. Because the person that I'm talking about, it wasn't until after we ended our friendship that I realized what he was running from, like, all these years. Mm-hmm. Because there was so many different things that just, like, were, like, little signs where it was just like, he has an internal conflict. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's fucking getting blasted and drinking a whole two. 24 ounce bottles of Corona before we go to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was because later on I found out that he was bisexual. Oh, and that he was, and he he was having um, relations with uh, with different men, and he was in a, I guess you could say, like a relationship with an older man. And that older man was the one who reached out to me after I ended um, my friendship with this guy, mm-hmm. and he he hit me up, and he was just like, "Hey, have you heard from?" 
such and such. Mm. And I was like, nah, last time I you heard. You knew that person beforehand? Yeah, or, okay. because I met him. Mm. But for me, when I say this was shocking, and I have, like, anybody who knows me, I'm not homophobic. Like, I really don't care. Yeah. Like, what you do with your dick is your business. Right. But it's like, that just shows how much you couldn't accept yourself mm. and how how much you had to hide. And he was, we call it reaction um, formation. In psychology, so he'll you'll talk about something homosexual, and he'll be like, "Oh man, fuck that!" He, he used to use derogatory terms to describe people who were homosexual, and it was just like, "Damn, bro, you like you going in, going like hard, yeah. going like, hard, yeah. just to find out that this whole time, yeah. you know, and that's that's how, that, that's how it usually works with people who like who have mm-hmm. this big thing with homosexuality because mm-hmm. it's just like." If it doesn't affect you, why are you so bothered? Bless you. Why are you so bothered by what somebody else is doing in their bedroom? It's just like, unless you, I call them like a real Bible thumper and you think your mission in life is to like, mm-hmm. you know. Save people save, and their souls. Yeah. Save yeah. people yeah. and their souls and that's fine. But, you know. Wait, where's he at now? Um, Somewhere wandering the streets of Newark. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he, I mean. I don't know, man. He Pray like, for that guy. Yeah, man. Like his uh, when he when he was born, his mother left, and when she, when she came back into his life, she had cancer, and she was there to basically have a relationship with her son before she dies. So I didn't know she had cancer. It was until later on I found out, and she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, then I found out. But you know, his whole family, everybody's from North, so you know they really like they hood as hell too. Like his father's a drug dealer. In and out of jail since he was 16. You know what I'm saying? His mom was another runner. Like, it's just like he came from a very uh, unstable household. Mm-hmm. Um, so he never really had that structure that he should have had, I guess, really, really young. But he did have his grandmother who tried everything in her power to provide a normal, quote unquote, life for him. Normal, right? But he just wasn't grateful because he was upset. He was mad, man. He was Nature mad. Nature versus nurture. Yeah. Right? He was mad. He was mad at the fact that he didn't have his mom around. He didn't have a relation, good relationship with his dad. Like him and his father used to argue. His dad was really rough with him all the time. So it was just like he was dealing with so many different conflicts. And then that was just the cherry on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just like, man, like I, that, that's when I finally understood him. It's crazy because it was after our friendship ended that I truly understood him. Mm-hmm. And then I looked back at everything, like why he treated me so well and why he, you know, treated me like his brother because he didn't have that male figure in his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why he like sometimes he would really be like, yo, man, can I buy some time? Can, can I can I treat you out to dinner or lunch so we could just hang out? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, that's why I'm like that with, with certain people because it's just like, damn, like this person really is alone. They're lonely. Like they really want some type of companionship. And it's hard for me to, to deny that because I know what it feels like to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I'm curious, has this show, like, maybe just the act of traveling here each week or feeling the need to, like, come up with questions, like, has it, like, affected, like, taking a toll on your mental health in any way, like, at times, ever? Um, just like what I was, I was personally well, speaking about before, it, yeah. made, it definitely made me anxious. But, you know, just being aware of it and cognizant and trying not to let it make me anxious, yeah. I feel like, yeah, and, like, you were speaking about how, like, sprint things that we speak about and certain energies make you feel, like, like I wonder if that's, like, thing that we all have experienced at any point on the show no well maybe after certain conversations like i feel like use this example the alex swift episode like mm-hmm. 
the energy in there, in that room, in this room, I think it was this room actually, uh, for me, like based off my performance and how the interaction went, I felt like it was really bad mm-hmm. and it did bring me down. I didn't want to almost put it out. Like, mm-hmm. and it was the act of traveling that day. I feel like I got there a little late and yeah, like that's coming from New York, coming from Jersey to New York sometimes it is really hard. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like. It's like draining. If you don't feel like doing it, it is a mission. Like, if you don't feel like being here that day, it's like, oh. Like, because I never got a chance to answer that question earlier if I ever had any hesitation. Oh, my bad. About continuing the show. Like, I wouldn't say necessarily hesitation about doing it, but it was more or less about the commitment of being here every week. That used to kind of drain me because that's how I am as a person. When I think about anything that I'm about to have to do, it's bigger in my head than Mm -hmm. it is in real life. Mm -hmm. So you helped me so much when you told me and you made it very adamant like, yo, CR, if you can't be here for an episode, it's cool. Like, don't feel bad about that. And that alleviated a lot of pressure. Because I know what kind of standards you kind of held, you know, like Michael to and like, you know, the other people you've worked with. So it was just like, damn, like, I don't want to make it seem like if I miss a week that I'm saying, fuck this guy. You know what I'm saying? But realistically, my life is very all over the place. As together as it seems, I'm not together. Like, I literally probably couldn't survive in a nine to five world because (laughs) I literally, I literally wouldn't be able to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to be able to create my own schedule because... The way my life is is structured, there's some days I literally just don't have enough time to do what I need to do because I'm doing like so many other things that I feel like I have to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that in that essence, I did hesitate. But then the other side kicked in and I realized how much and how therapeutic this is for me, like genuinely therapeutic. Yeah. Like just sitting here and talking with you guys, it's just like, oh. It's a release. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a release. And I know I keep saying this, but then after when we smoke and we're talking, we're chopping it up still. It's just so fucking cool. <laughs> it's like two podcasts. Really. It's like two episodes, you know? And it's like, oh, like, you guys are really my friends. Like, I fuck with you guys. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I need that. Right. It's become necessary. Yeah. Now it's just <laughs> like... Yeah, and I, I do stand by that. Like, if y'all ever feel like y'all have to, like, feel like you feel like you have to come, like, don't. Like, I'm fully comfortable conducting an interview or whatever by myself if I have to. And if we all can't make it, now, just cancel. I'll pay it, whatever. Like, it's just like, I get that sometimes we all have our own individual lives, our own individual problems. Like, Lainey, she didn't come last week. She didn't have time to just decompress and get back in tune with herself. Like, and I think we all should do that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm planning a vacation for myself, like... It was supposed to be September, but I'm like a little broke. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna take like a whole week off in like December and just go somewhere like by myself. Yeah. Like, you need more city. than a week, Jeff. Not for nothing. You need two full weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious because a week is not going to do it. Yeah. You need the mind doesn't even realize it's been on vacation after a week. You need two full weeks. Well, tell that to my bank account. Okay. Then we'll work on it. We're going two weeks. If you want to pay, pay for the extra you could do a you could do a week away and a staycation. Like yeah, there's ways to work around the budget. Like yeah. you know, we're not talking about going to Bali for two weeks. Shit, I wish. <laughs> and that would be Yo, fabulous. Not but, yet. Not yeah. yet. I, I was looking at ticket prices yesterday. It was it was uh from for like a whole week in Japan. The ticket price round trip was six forty seven. I was on a check 
checkout screen, I didn't purchase That's it. really cheap. Six forty seven. It was like that's, for June of next year. That's like, really cheap, that's right? Super I didn't purchase cheap. it. Usually it's like there. it's something I don't know the average, but it's something like between like nine thousand, yes. something like that. Right? But yo, twenty twenty Japan, I will be in you and I will love you and I will <laughs> embrace you. <laughs> Sounds so specific. Yo, I will be in you. Yeah, yo. I will be there in twenty twenty. Oh. Ladies' face. No judgment here. So he said it was just like, wait, what? Y'all want to get into like the list that we talk about, the top rappers and singers list? Okay. Everybody had the same reaction. Wait, what do you mean, y'all? Wait, why? I was so excited to do the like do this list, and halfway through my list, I was just like, yo, this is just a personal list. Yeah, same like I did. It's yeah. just personal, like yeah. mine's fact. We don't. I'm not debating my, nobody on fact, my list. My number one is fact. Well, why is yours fact? Like, because my thing is like, what are we basing this list off of? Like, Maybe I don't know. Like, just uh, uh, longevity, like um, <laughs> talents, like success, <laughs> like handwriting. I love handwriting everything. You have a very beautiful handwriting. <laughs> Impact. I, I wrote it like eight times because I was like, I'm not gonna let them That's look nice. at my. Oh, oh, let me see. Let me see. That's fire. So Teach me. It, Teach me how to... Who wants to go first? Let's start with rappers. I'll go first. I'll go first. Go ahead. Okay. Just because I'm hesitant and always like going last. Okay, I'm just going to start. Yes. And nobody count. Okay? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is like your... <laughs> nobody count because like it's one over is... 10. I can't okay. count. Okay, good. Um, Nas. This is in no particular order. Okay. okay. Na- but Nas is first. Nas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a crush on Nas, don't Biggie. you? Biggie. No, I just like his work. Mm. MC Light. Queen Latifah, Tupac, NWA, Wu-Tang Clan, Outkast, Jay-Z, Jadakiss, mm-hmm. Snoop, mm-hmm. Lil' Kim, Lil Wayne, J. Cole, and Lakele 47. Mm-hmm. That's my list. First of all, you had J. Cole too low on the list. But I knew you was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. But he was higher, and then I, I put him lower, and then I was just like, just put him wherever you put him. I think that's where he belonged, honestly. All right. J, and this is this is order. This is order. Uh, we, know, we already know, J. J. We already know. J, Snoop, DMX, Kiss, and Pac. That's my top five. The honorable mentions are Drake. Kendrick, Joey Badass, Game, Big L. The fuck? Queen Latifah, Lauren Hill, Fab. And that's it for me. I now. give you Big L, Queen Latifah. Mm. I she, can't she give can you rap. Lauren Hill. Yo, I think Queen Latifah is the best femme No, I said I'll ever. give you Queen Latifah. I'll give you Big L. I, I got to take away Drake. Mm. Really? Because Drake yeah. is not even on my list. Well, I... Okay, so I'm not talking. Okay, it was like rapping. talking rappers. Like I love Drake, love Drake, love Drake, love Drake, love Drake. But he is an artist. He's a musician. Dr- he is bigger than a rapper. He, he is, but when he raps, he's able to go in different pockets and flows. He's able to keep up with the times. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Jay can't rap over a trap beat the way Drake can. He no, can't flow yeah. over. He can rap over. He can't flow. But over this it. is why Jay is. But you yet you had him on number one. So I don't know. You, well, Jay you gave, and you gave Drake honorable mention. So I don't know whose ass you kissing in the radio world. Okay, well, like but, the um, list for me was more than just like the music. It was like longevity, like impact, all of that. You know, I had this argument with somebody earlier because it was just like a lot of people want to keep saying Jay to say Jay, but it just say like, you want to talk about longevity and albums and everything of the sort. Give me one last J album you really fucking loved. Four forty four. 
You really loved it. I, I loved I it love for that different album. reasons. For different reasons. Legacy, but, Marcy Me, shit, the title track, 444. So like that's his like his his greatest body of works. Uh that's, it's top it's it's now in the top five for me. What's, what are you, what are your top five Jay Z albums? I'm just curious. Uh Reasonable Doubt, Black Album. Um I put four forty four number three, mm-hmm. King to Come number four, mm-hmm. and volume one in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kingdom Come is really slept on. Kingdom Come is like number one for me for a lot of different reasons, but um, I guess that's cute. <laughs> like, it's cute, but you're wrong. That's what you're trying to say. No, it's just like that's cute. I feel like that's the list. People, I feel like those are the, those are the albums everybody say because somebody else told them to say it, mm. or they're trying mm. to appeal. To but the I'll, I'll give yeah. you Kingdom Come because not a lot of people mention Kingdom Come. Yeah. But I think Kingdom Come is a really, 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 really great album. I definitely want to answer that question after when it's my turn. What's <laughs> well, your turn now? The five uh, oh, favorite Jay Jay Z's on my list. All right, so all right, I got I got I got four different lists, but look. Right. <laughs> All right. So this list is just like my favorite basic, just musically. All right. I think it's more than 10, but not super crazy. Right, I'm just going to go. All mm-hmm. right. And it's not in particular order. This is just like artists, rappers that I love, like mm-hmm. that I'll listen until I'm dead. Right. Um, Jay Z, Nas, Drake, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, 50 Cent, Nicki Minaj. Eminem, Lupe Fiasco. Mm. Fuck, I didn't mention Lupe. Lupe's in my life. Lo- oh, I don't want to mention And Food and Liquor. Food and Liquor. What? 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 Hold on. Can we talk about the last album, Drogas Wave? That shit's hard. I, That's an amazing I, album. I don't know. And don't Tattoo know. on Youth. I think all his albums I got to listen great. to it again because it was very, it had a lot of substance. Yes. But sonically, it wasn't the best. And you know, I, I can I say this is you know I was I talk all that. I'm gonna like fuck with y'all list to the no end, but my mm, list is crap. Nicki Minaj, really? <laughs> I'll give you Nikki too. And I want to get you know because I wanted to put Kim on my list, but I didn't put Kim only because of the whole she never like that whole big debacle of did she does she write her did she write I know, her. but for me because but it was just like if I, I can't, have to put, she has to if be I have to put like top ten like top five icons of all time, Little Kim is definitely top yeah. three. There be no Nicki Minaj without. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like top, that's what if I have to do like icons, like mm. she is with, without number three, like if not number two when it comes to icon because she has been duplicated so many times. Yeah. And she's the you know she's the original. There's so many carbon copies of her. Mm. I love Nikki, but for that reason, I almost put Nikki on it. But I never really listened to Nikki. And the she reason, wasn't the only like reason my reason why Nikki like, made my list. I think I she probably made honorable mention because because she's that much of a good fucking flow. Like yeah. she mm-hmm. is that much of a like she mm-hmm. is yeah. like she's talented. She's very talented. She's very talented. She's animated. She could she keeps it interesting. Like. A lot of people don't give her enough credit. Well, I mean, like I, she's a real rapper. Like she's 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 lyrically like she's good. She's like, up but she went left with some pop shit for a minute, and that's but why it's I felt okay. Off. Like, wait, wait, wait who's this talking about? Nikki, Nikki, yeah. okay. And I'm not mad at that because at the end of the day, like. I mean, Lupe went left for lasers yeah. too. For well, he had lasers was he was. That's what they all have to do that for a while. Like they have it's to. about money. Sometimes you want to do that crossover. Yeah, got like to. oh, um, and Big Crit. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> oh my god I, on my original list Schoolboy Q was on it Schoolboy Q honorable mention I got more though like they're not and, top 10 like and, and, and Isaiah Rashad definitely honorable mention and Buddy I'm sorry go ahead but I have a question for yes, you because yes, I, um, yes. people always like to say Kendrick 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 but why don't we give Big Sean 
And, and you, I feel like Big Sean you're right, Kendrick is nothing up. but Kendrick you're is nothing right. but a junior Big Sean a, a Big Sean junior like, you I love Big Sean Big Sean is mm-hmm. like I decided was but I my favorite album but I always put Big Sean over Kendrick that's a great album it was a great it's album it's in my car I have a CD I decided but nobody said amazing. him and you're right and and you know it's a conversation that they have in the industry Lil Wayne's even said it like why does my brother get overlooked is it cause he's not tat- tatted up and talking about guns like what is it cause sometimes Big Sean does get overlooked I don't know why because he is an amazing artist he's amazing. consistent he's animated his voice is amazing and a lot of people let's be very clear cause you know Drake has stole everybody's fucking flow he's even took fucking um, Big Sean's flow like mm-hmm. let's be you know who we really forgot though, and someone who I tweeted this morning. You tried to get on the show because he was looking for a new Wale. podcast. Wale. First of mm. all, I I even get to my other shit because I ain't forget a soul. Okay, my my the gifted. Go ahead. Can call I, out the wait, wait, no, I, oh wait, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Someone go. I gotta finish. So for new, for the new school rappers, these are all the new niggas that I think are dope. I gotta honorable mentions. I, I gotta make a new list. I already made ten. Today. Um, Lil Baby. I like Lil Baby. I'll give you that. I, I like Lil Baby. Which baby is that? The light skin one? Bitch, I'm baby. Nah, Lil Wait, Baby man, who man. does the who did drip drip too hard with Gunner. Oh, I don't like him. I like Lil Baby. <laughs> he said, oh, I don't like him. I fuck with Lil Baby. <laughs> who else you got there? YBN Corday. Yes. His last album, Lost Boy. Yes. Was in, I should have put Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith is on this list. Yes. I love Jaden Smith. Um, I am going to put Logic. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to put Logic. He's so quiet over there. I like Logic um, too, man. I'm definitely going to put Cardi B. On new school? I consider her new school. She only, what, one album, two albums in? An album and a mixtape? Yeah. (laughs) An album, two mixtapes? She's she's new school, in my opinion. Let me like, she's, okay, go ahead. Um, Definitely Future. I'm sorry, he's a trap god. Like, when it comes to trap, like. He's he's cultivated a culture. He cultivated trap music. Like, everybody, not everybody, but majority. I won't say he cultivated it, but like, he's. He's cultivated a culture of that whole cup lean sipping, mm. that that's that fake pimping sipping shit. Like, like you know, I said what Drake was earlier. Drake is an emotional militive. Drake is for the emotional militive men, mm-hmm. and Future is for the non-emotional militant. No, because they non-emotional. I guess so. Like the fake non-emotional, like the fake, the fake non-emotional manipulative men. I guess the original fuck boy. Um, Offset. Um, Takeoff is better than Offset. I like I like Offset a lot. I don't know. I have um, a personal favorite with those. I I, I I'm going to mention these two, even though I don't know if they fall under this category. French Montana, because I feel like French French Montana can make dope featured records. Like he's not new though. His feature, but I know that's why I said he's not new. But he but does make new score. Uh, Meek Mill, P and B Rock, and Lil Uzi. Mm. How the fuck do you figure twenty one twenty one? You're right. You're oh. right. But yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. How you figure? How you put little baby? But these are you don't my favorites. Twenty one, yeah. <laughs> these are my favorites. Like sonically speaking, I don't like Twenty One Savage's voice or his flow. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like him as a person. His personality to me is more interesting than his music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like these are based sonically. Like sonically speaking, that has a big part of me liking somebody musically. Like, I have to love your sound. You know what I'm saying? I came um, in with my new, so my new my artist list. Yeah, you go. I, I, I'll, I'll come back to the R&B yeah, section we'll later. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. So yeah. I have, I don't know if, I, if this is in any particular order, you take it as you will. I mm. have J. Cole. J. Cole. I wonder why. Kanye. Yes. Nas. Yes. Jay-Z. Yes. Outkast. Yes. I have Big. Big who? Biggie, Biggie. Biggie. Oh, okay. Because he's timeless. I got Wu-Tang. Okay. Lupe. Lil Wayne. 
UGK, mm. Slick Rick, Fabulous, <sighs> Slick Rick. DMX. And I got my honorable mentions are Beanie Siegel, LL Cool J, Clips, mm. Nicki Minaj, Big Sean, Wale, and Cameron because it's fucking hey. New York rap. No one said Ghostface. Dipset was on the list. Ghostface is Wu Tang. Oh, shit, I didn't. Okay, I missed that. My so bad. that's one thing about when I had to put Wu Tang and Outcast together because I couldn't separate them because yeah, I can I easily say, like, if I want to do all my mentions from Wu Tang, there will be. Method Man, Inspector, RZA, ODB, like, hey, Dirty, baby, that's still my favorite song. Um, and go, like, you have, but I'd rather just put the whole group so that way it's just like, yeah, I've, said, I've said this before and I got flack for me. Y'all honestly don't think Andre 3000 was overrated? No. no. Because you know what it is? You're at that age where you came in with Andre 3000 with um, Roses Smell Like Boo Boo and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I did back. my history and I think Big Boy was always the standout for me. He was the rapper, like, outcast, I mean, uh, Andre did the flows, he did the the melodies, but if you listen to his bars, I mean, he has the he has crazy flows. But Andre Big Boy was, was out story, rapping him every Andre time. Andre was a storyteller, mm-hmm. and that's what people like when it comes to sometimes when it comes to rap. It is can you paint a picture? Can you tell a story? Mm-hmm. And that's why I put Slick Rick down there. And that's why he was a piece. And he don't really have his own body of work. I mean, you could count like the Love Below, whatever, but like or any Outkast is his own. But mm-hmm. until but he's he gets worked that, on other albums, hasn't he? He's worked yeah, on other but albums it's also artists. like he's also a good <laughs> feature artist too. And that's why I, I didn't. Album. That's why I didn't separate yeah. Big Boy and Andre. I, I, tried put, to I and kept them as sense, Outkast. Yeah. It was just like because Outkast. Collectively Co- and separately, yeah. yeah. It's just like you can't shit on them. You can't, and I'm, I'll put you can't know on another them, honorable yeah. mention is Ludacris and Ti. Facts. I almost put Ludacris sure, yeah. and Redman because I just love Redman. And what, okay, oh. Redman is my honorable mention with Wu Tang. I hate to group them because he's I know because it's separate, but yeah, and it should be totally separate. But you know what, EPMD also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only reason I really want to have these listings is I saw the list was going around and so Joe Budden was number three. And I, I think Joe can actually really rap. Like Joe, I think he could too. Not, I don't believe he's Joe number three. Is, um, number, I, he not number three of all he's time. Not, no, if no, you want to do like, well, he's not New York rap. He's New Jersey. But I will. Put, <laughs> he was born in Harlem, I think. <laughs> but he, he rap. He, 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 he only ever yeah. rap Jersey. I never mm-hmm. heard him rap Harlem, so I'm gonna say Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Jersey. but I would definitely put Joe in top fifteen. I hate that people think that Joe should even be on the list. He should definitely be on the fucking list. Right. Like that Joe had. No, Joe Biden. No, oh, Joe Biden. And another mention is, oh, big pun. I personally, I feel he like he nice. should have been um, top 10, top 11, maybe top 15, but yeah. I didn't put him on my personal list. But I will say he's honorable mention only because I'm not that familiar with everything pun has mm-hmm. done, but I know people around me who will argue with me to the day I die mm, he was nice. that pun yeah. is yeah. like Literally one of the nice. top five and undisputed dead or alive. That's I don't, you know, I can't say that. That's not my personal favorite. But I would never disrespect the legacy. Right, exactly. I I, I respect. I thought yeah. Styles being there too. Styles is like underrated between mm-hmm. the locks, so, like everyone. Yeah, and I think okay. So DMX and Rough Riders. So Rough Riders, my I don't mention to me. Rough Riders also comes yeah. with the locks when they I also set the little Eve. sign over real quick. Mm-hmm. And that's Eve. not just the whole yeah. Bad Boy campaign. Like mm. if we want to talk about influencing the generation, Bad Boy. Like we still go around Bad Boy, but we can't mm-hmm. stop. Don't stop. Won't stop. Mm-hmm. Take yeah. that. Take that. Mm-hmm. Take that. Diddy bop. Yeah, that's major. I have my new artist list, and we can we can move on. You have we have more. We're right? gonna have a new list next. I week, have. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, when we start doing R and B, I got the new okay. school and old school. My new rapper is Joey Badass, the Baby, mm-hmm. Mick Jenkins. You put Ma- Joey Badass on your other list, though. Well, he's new. So I'll take him out and then bring up whoever else. I don't know. I, I fuck with the Baby. Uh, I like Meg the Stallion a lot, but I, I like do. I don't I do. really like her songs. But when she be freestyling, like She's over freestyling. classic beats, I heard her rap over a Biggie beat, and I was just I fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the Underachievers, Tierra Wack, and oh, yeah, Tierra. and Golding. 
Tiara Wack is so amazing. Yeah, she, she's dope. I like her. She's very different. Very animated. But Meg, yo, I'm in love with her, yo. We know. <laughs> she, uh, she great. She, hey, everybody's <laughs> in love with Meg right now. Meg is pretty dope. Meg is all about female empowerment. Like, Definitely like, is. Meg is just bomb right she now. She got a track with Nikki coming. how to get along. Mm-hmm. You want to go on R and B? You want to start? You want to start? I R&B? guess I'll start R and B because my R and B list is pretty short. Like we're doing artists, not albums, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a whole so other list. I'm gonna, so right. my R and B list. Right. So the thing with me and R and B, I don't really know what R and B is in a sense. Like I don't know what that's classified as because I listen to doo-wop, jazz, mm-hmm. blues, all types of shit. Like I can dead put fucking Howlin' Wolf on my list, all right? Mm-hmm. But no, I have Luther Vandross, mm-hmm. R. Kelly, list, Chris yeah. Brown. The Dream, Sade, mm-hmm. Jodeci, mm-hmm. Frank Ocean, Mariah Carey, Her, Donna Jones, Trey Songs, Jay Holiday. Honorable mentions, Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> and Tyrese. That's not, yo, Ty, yo. And I fuck my, with Mariah Carey. GGT, that album is amazing. He's on my, one of my Yeah, roles. that was a good album. But R and B was a little difficult for me to do. I could I couldn't put Beyonce on the list because I don't feel like she's R and B. I don't. I feel she's pop. I put her on my list. She's been pop. She's pop. Like she's list. another. She's another iconic, that's influential true. musician. Mm-hmm. To the like, she will always be. Beyonce. I felt weird not putting her on the list, though. Huh? At the same time, I felt I felt weird not putting her on the list. But that's like, the, just like putting Biggie or P- Tupac on a list. It's like we know they're iconic. And that's how I feel like about that. Like, well, sometimes with the, 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 the hip hop list, like, do we always have to put Biggie, Biggie and, and Pac? They're, they're already like, like they're on everybody's. We know list. that's yeah. a that's a guarantee. List. Like yeah. they're on the list. Like yeah. they're always gonna get top five honorable mention. Right. Period. Right. Like. Said I, but I, I did put Biggie on my list. But yeah, R and B was a little bit hard for it me. Was. Like I had, a, I had a real because like Chris Brown, I've, and I put him in my top five because at the end of the day, he sat there and let that one album take him for ten years, just mm. about. With mm. the first one, yeah, yeah, yeah facts, yeah. So still rocking. Like, that shit's still rocking. You play pop and something. I'm going to pop it. You play winner. That's my shit. I used to sing that to girls in middle school. Say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like when? he got so many classes. Ain't on no way. Don't judge me. Crawl, like, wall, wall to wall, run it, run it. Oh, Did that Jewel's verse is still run, one of the best run. verses. Now that's Yo. what you should have picked for karaoke at that party you was talking about. Shit, we going back. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be uh, and Donald Jones. Like I feel like he gets slept mm, on a lot. Mm. Uh, Erica, Alicia Keys, Jill Scott, uh, Flowetry, Maxwell, Stevie Wonder, Prince, where's Michael Jackson, Aretha, Usher, Tank, Solange. Um. And that's it. See, I, I have a newer, I have a newer I, list. You said you new artists. See, Jill Scott and all of them. I've never put them on my R and B list because they're not R and B to me. They're really Jill. I think she's R and B. What is she? Just isn't that soul? Soul, yeah. What's the difference between R and B and soul? Like, so, and that's so. This that's is the, the that's thing. And this neo is, this, soul. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so. This is how my mind has compromised when it comes to like the singers because. Even back in the day, it wasn't just, it was rhythm and blues, it was doo-wop, it was blues, grass blues, it was this, it was that. Like, even, country is nothing but fucking R&B. Yeah. But we call it country. So with a just, twang. With a twang, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's R&B with an accent. It's R&B with <laughs> cows and horses and shit like that. Yeah. And on the farm. That's all that is. So it's just like, 
I had a hard time with R&B list because I don't know what really is considered R&B. I do consider people like Joe Scott, Aretha Franklin, just soul. Okay. Mm. I respect that. I respect it, yeah. Aretha was on my original list. And Luther only made my list because he's a, like, it's Luther freaking Vandross. Yeah. Like, these women was <laughs> out here throwing their paintings at Luther. They knew he was playing in the sugar. And it was just like, they, they it never stopped them. And nope. R. Kelly, regardless of what's going on with yep. his situation... You cannot deny the man hits for us. He is a songwriter. He is a hit machine. I love Chocolate it's Factory. Fucked up. That's that's the worst album. I love, I love that album. Like you be like the worst. I was thinking it. I love that shit. Oh my god, in my head. Like, and I love that, that shit with Usher. Double up, I think it's called. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Same girl. Same girl. He like all the real pedophiles. <laughs> oh yeah, that's creepy. I can't talk though because I, some of my favorite songs are the ones that's like. What's, uh, seems like you're ready. I, I don't care. Like That's still my ready. shit. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> I was going down. Ain't nothing but I'm a thing. Gonna, you heard? Know, that was something. I was never a fan of that Aaliyah. Um, ain't nothing but a number. That one song. I hated that song because I've never felt like that. By the way, we didn't even I, mention Aaliyah. I, I don't agree with that either. We didn't even mention Aaliyah. I did not mention Aaliyah because. Again, she's another person, just timeless in a sense. Mm. I feel like she's too big for a list. There are some people who are probably too, too, too big, big for, for a list, like because because especially because they passed away. Like even Whitney, okay, I did. Whitney Houston was I forgot to mention. Whitney Houston was on my list too, but I I didn't say because again, yeah. I have such a hard time. I felt like she R&B. was pop. Like, I put her on my list, but I was like, she's pop technically. I feel like, and all she wanted to be was R and B. Yeah, that's so the thing. You... So that's why I put her. <laughs> I'm like, you go there. Thinking thinking about like Prince is my favorite artist of all time. He wasn't really R and B. He, he was, was like yeah, he was rock. rock. He was everything. He was everything. He was R and B. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was alternative. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Just a musician. Like, and that's the thing. There's there's some people out there who are just musicians, and that's why I didn't. I had a hard time really putting Drake on my rapper list because it's just He's like a musician. You're a musician. I don't really see. And then you know, it's it's one of those things. Drake, you've been doing this for so long. I at this point, you have to have at least three writers on you. Yeah, and that's and it's fine least. if you do, but it's just like. If I'm going to give it to people who's only writing their own shit, then Drake, I'm not going to put you on the list. But you're a great fucking musician. But you put Kanye on the list, so that's why I'm confused. Why wouldn't I put Kanye on the list? Kanye has, his whole last album was written by other people. Which the, one? Uh, Life of Pablo? No, the one after the that. Life of Pablo was. Uh, yay. That's that's that three four song album. Yeah, that's, even he had writers on Life that, of Pablo as well. Like that was the EP baby. First of all, you, you it just, was out. You just a one. You're just a Kanye hater, and I put Kanye, I love Kanye, <laughs> but he wanted. I, I put Kanye on my list because of the albums. Like he has definitely when Kanye came on, nobody was. I think it wasn't wearing pink shirts. It's with, with the exception of camera, but Kanye made it cool to be preppy. Kanye made it cool to be a nerd. Kanye made it cool to speak proper English in a sense for people. Kanye has definitely... Kanye was at the VMAs drunk, like a real hood nigga. There's a lot of reasons why Kanye's on my list. And it's not just because he's a great rapper. He really is the culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was. He is the culture. And you know what? <laughs> trying to I'm say past You know, because you always try to come... From, but you know, I'm, I'm going to blow your mind real quick because, you know, everybody has this whole thing of this Jay-Z and Kanye, like we're going to put them two against each other. First of all, Watch the Throne was a great album. Yeah. There will never be a watch the throne too because you're because as you right now the people we are watching the throne we are going to see who's going to make it to the top because the, the battle is between Jay Z and Kanye in a sense and I'm going to say this real quick. Everybody gets so upset about this whole "Make America Great Again" speech. Yes, I get that because it's 
is behold because Trump said it and Trump is a racist. It's the same thing when Hitler took the swastika. He took a sign that was made for peace and love and he took it and made it something negative. Although in his mind, he was using it for peace and love but because what he did, his actions, what he did with it, it's just a tarnished sign now. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Make America Great. Why can't America be great? Regardless of the history of America, first of all, everybody in America is a, a descendant of the slave. Um, we're all not originals in a sense. The first, if okay, and it comes to black. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Black no. people, real quick. Slave. If we all not. We all did not come from fucking Africa. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two. I mean, and I mean during the slave trade. Two. The white man didn't just go to Africa and take us and say, "Hey, you niggas is coming with us." No, you, your, your African king sold your fucking asses. Mm-hmm. He got rid of his little weak crop because it was like, "Hey, I'd rather get rid of a few hundred than lose a few million thousands." So you get rid of the weak ones. You send them with the white men. They come over here. Why the hell is Jay Z and Beyonce doing all these oaths to Africa and Africa don't give a fuck about us? Mm. Well, I think they're doing it because they're proud of their blackness. Maybe it's not dedicated solely for Africa. They're just doing that. My girl says all the time, she Creole, she this, she that. Mm-hmm. Some people do not t- directly relate to the slave trade sometimes. Mm. They don't own. Do you think they're they using it as like a marketing tool? Like that idea of being marketing. proud of your blackness? I, I just think people need to be aware about who they're really... Who they're following? Who they're following blindly. Because mm-hmm. it's like one of the things you're going you're gonna to find. You're going to follow the person right into the fire. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that you're doing so. And I say that I say all this to say I wish I need people to lay up a little bit on Kanye because you may not understand, you may not agree with everything, but the best thing you can do as a black person is be the a friend to a president because he is getting shit done. People are leaving, people are walking out of jail. He is freeing people. He may not be doing it, but he Kim is using him in a sense to get things done. Mm-hmm. So let's not sit here and always just be so quick to stab it back and say Kanye's this and Kanye's that. Really pay attention, open your eyes, and really see what's going on in this world. I it, love Kanye. I just think there was a lack of self awareness, and I think at, at the age he's at and the level sense he's at, he should be more aware. I want to chime in. You can you can chime in. Medication. Kanye West, because I'm I, I'm a huge Kanye West fan, right? And one reason why he was approaching the whole Trump situation the way he was, and you got to really understand Kanye to understand this, it was about him proving that he wasn't afraid. Because there are black people who are for Trump and they're scared of scared to death to say that they are. Now, do I agree with it? Like, hell no. Obviously, I don't agree with Trump's politics, but I do agree that you shouldn't be afraid to have your own individual thought behind politics because there is a group think that happens in this country when it comes to Democrats. Because you're black, you got to vote Democratic. And then my thing is, a Democrat, if you do your research, you do your history, then you, about the parties, a lot of people who are Democrat would not be fucking Democrats. Right. And, and it's okay, but yeah. And Kanye, he said he doesn't read, he, he doesn't, he's not like in tune with the media and stuff like that. So do you, do you think, he, I'm not that into the media shit. Do you like think like he aligned with Trump's quote unquote just to incite confidence and uh and into other people? I don't know, to make them feel like they could just do whatever they want and you shouldn't be afraid of it. Maybe he maybe he doesn't truly even believe in Trump. He's just doing it to inspire the overall consciousness of the world to just do what you want no matter what. I feel like partial partial I think part of his mission was that I felt that he was trying to reflect his individuality and trying to show 
other people they shouldn't allow themselves to be caught up in a group think. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't answer if he's truly for Trump or not because I never sat down and talked mm-hmm. with the man. I don't know. But regardless, I can see the bigger reason behind why he did what he did, why he took the MAGA hat and put it on. I can understand why he was doing those things because to facilitate something to facilitate because why to li- as Americans to why people. should we want like. The message is getting all crossed up and fucked up, just like a Hitler message with the swastika. But as Americans, why should we want America to be great? Like mm-hmm. that's the thing I really I'm having such a hard trouble understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes, the person like the way they're delivering the message is like a based on this white supremacy thing. Mm-hmm. But this is my thing also. When have we ever fucking believed that our president really runs the fucking country? And why are we so gung-ho to believe it now? Mm. I don't know. I think... There was a time where we, none of us did. Exactly. Like, so now most now why do we believe that the president actually has his control and power? When Obama was in there, everybody was there. But he didn't really have no power. He didn't really do this. He can't control nothing. It's just like, did y'all tell yourselves that to make yourselves feel better at night because there was a black man in the country? Because I've always said it. They put a black man in country to show y'all why y'all should never vote for a black man. The next, and I always said the next president will be all white to teach y'all a lesson. Like this is why you don't put black people in the, in the White House because they make a gimmick out of it. They make an entertainment spectacle, and this is why it should be this. And this is why we have Trump sitting here in office right now. I think it's not really necessarily what Trump could do. It's like his rhetoric, what things he say, like literally. When those shootings happened he's last been week, the man the best- same shit he's been saying all his life. He's right, been but, this yeah. ignorant motherfucker since. But look what that shit has caused, like the these apprentice. two shootings back to back. But this is what yes, I'm trying to say. It's that. bigger than it's bigger than Trump. It's the people behind the scenes who got the rules. Who, who are really who, pulling who the really ropes. Pull, yeah. yeah. Pulling the and ropes is, to put him is, in power. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And this is my thing. I'm They've been trying to put him in power for at least twenty years. At least. my thing is why are we so gun hold to believe like everybody wanna hate this man? Yes, hate him for a lot of different reasons, but he's not really running shit. He is your puppet master, just like how we used to say Obama's the puppet master. Wow. Only difference is Obama was sitting there saying, fuck yeah, I'm dropping bombs on every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That's the real difference right now. Uh-huh. You had a president who said, yeah, yeah, I'm still, because he was still playing the game. He was still playing by the rules. Only difference is Obama said, I'm going to drop this bomb, that bomb, this bomb, that bomb. You know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, uh-huh. suck my dick. Uh-huh. Trump is out here like I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some money. I'm gonna give you some money because guess what? This is about to be a conglomerate. Uh-huh. This is about to be big business over here. This is big business. So what, what's happening now is a shift from regular world order to the new world order that we've been hearing about since we was fucking kids. Uh-huh. And, and that's the com- shift uh-huh. that's happening in a sense. Yeah, and this country's becoming a fascist country. Yeah. yeah. But this is what the people behind the scenes always wanted. Mm-hmm. This is this is the gear. This is the toll. This is how it's gonna go. Yeah. I've always wondered that. Like when yeah. you say like behind the scenes, the people. Do you think there's like a specific building, 1%. a round table, just like this? Yeah, people, I think there's about the maybe ten people, maybe yeah. fifteen. If Honestly, even. you truly believe that every yes. five year you absolutely, yes. absolutely. Who are these people then? The like, rich, the one percent, the wealthiest, the, the wealthiest people the, in the world. Is he the wealthiest people, the aliens, whoever. But the, it's the nigga who got the. Is the people with and the they meet every year. And they keep it in the family. They keep mm-hmm. it in the bloodline. Yeah. Like, if you want to sit here and really be Pacific and we want to believe every fucking conspiracy theory, remember the, the, the theory of yeah. uh, the presidents are all related? Mm. So if that's the case, we never... Yeah, Obama was just the motherfucker white nigga with the black, you know, the black line Features. in a sense. He had the 1%, the 10% blackness to him to get him through. No, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I think there's like an uh, underground lab in Siberia that controls the weather. But like, I also... I feel like there's a group of people I just don't know... What? How is that po- just how is it trying possible? to grasp like, the idea of how that's even possible? 
Money, I guess money really talks. Money, bro. Of money talks. Money, money is power. Is so do you think these people like, like Jeff Bezos are involved in that same group? Once you reach a level, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, would I wouldn't say surprised. people like Jeff Bezos. Because that's not new. That's old. That's new money. So I feel it's, okay. it's not so that's old like, money. Or Mark Zuckerberg. I think that's like, new money. That's new money. Um, it looks like a that's robot. New money. Like, they may just be puppets they're like, as well. Um, yeah, they're, that's just They're the money. people who got money. So it's like, I guess, American Horror Story Apocalypse. The people who can pay their way to freedom. When the world is about to be over and they're about to you know unleash the bombs and shit you got people like Mark Zuckerberg and them who can pay their way because they're not for nothing and Mark Zuckerberg and them are, Zuckerberg and them niggas they are the how do you say they are the mind mm. when the world is all said and done I'm pretty sure even the 1% need niggas to fucking recreate the world all over again exactly. so you need people like Mark Zuckerberg you need people like Jeff Bezos the like innovator. you need the innovators Yeah, you need these people do you think I, I want to like take away from the experiences that these people, these families have had, like the loss of their family members and stuff like that? But do you think like any of these attacks are calculated and paid for, paid for to be brought about by these people you're, you're referring of? I can't speak on that because it's just like again, that's a real sensitive issue. A lot of people have lost families. I don't, and I, I haven't been listening to the news. I knew there was, I know there have been two attacks, two uh, mass shootings. I don't know any details. There was, I think, three more. Since there was like a stabbing in Orange ones, County or something ones, like yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't know the, um, but I do feel like chaos incites chaos, incites chaos. So once one, it's like a domino effect. Once one, then it just, that, I, that's been the, the theme for us, America, for the past, what, three, four years? Just mass shootings every year. It's like three mass mm. shootings a year. Just about four mass shootings a year. It's always something going every on year. now. And, and I it's believe been 22, in like... That, that was the 22nd. 21st and 22nd. It's literally happening this every year. year alone. Since, this since, since Sandy Hook, right? I wanna, since Columbine. Since Columbine. I think... I thought like we had like we had like a, a little break and then Sandy Hook came and then it just mm. been an encore. Mm. Sandy Hook, maybe, then it was yeah, the Florida, it was then it was the Vegas. It was just like... I do believe in like people like being crisis actors too, like being like the ones who want to go on the TV and have the interviews after something major like this mm-hmm. happens. They I feel like what no- Sandy Hook was all about. They said Sandy Hook was all crisis actors and yeah. um. This is a like touchy that. subject. I don't know who's listening. Yeah, but- so it's just like those one of those things. Like we can we can debate conspiracy theories yeah. all day, but let's just wave the. Let's go back to. I was about to say. Let me get from R and B list. To yes, oh, I want Coco's R. Yeah, we, we went so far. Off. Yeah, we went far. Off. Con- yeah, that's what it was. Kanye, it on come Kanye. on the platform and speak for yourself. We were speaking for you. Come on the platform, sir. He, by the way, he been wearing the same outfit, but went different colors the entire entire year. Why not? <laughs> I swear that's, to God. So, Have you seen his closet? Why not? I don't know. Have I? I don't think. Is there like a picture online? Uh, maybe you can find one, but it's funny you say that because that's really how his closet set up. Like he's got everything color coded, um, and organized by color, and there's like very similar pieces of clothing just in different colors. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's funny. Psychopath. But I want to hear Coco's arm. I love him. Yes. Don't... Ready? Yes. Yeah. No particular order. Monica, Whitney Houston, Sade, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Brandy. Mm. Lauren mm. Hill, Aaliyah, Maya, Ashanti, mm. Erica Badu, and Jill Scott. And yes, that's more than 10. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I think she has like the consistent list. Like the... mm. I I redid this yeah. list today alone, each one like 10 times. So I was just mm. like, damn it. Wait, my R&B list is sucky. Brandy's actually coming mm. back into the limelight finally. I feel like after like that whole accident thing, she like went back. Remember she, she like killed somebody? Album. Oh, yeah, she right. did. Who killed somebody? Brandy, Brandy. She hit somebody and killed somebody. Car accident. Oh, car accident. Yeah, and they died. Oh, it was years ago. ago. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that's when she really because people were judging her. Also, like it wasn't. It was an accident. You know what I mean? And 
She was great. She's beautiful. She lied about being married. I was just about to say. I was trying to get it out. Yeah. That's when people started judging. Was like, when she lied about being married. Why? She lied about being married. It was just like she had a baby. Like why? You didn't even have to say anything at all. You ain't always no explanation. You should have just had your baby. And don't people say like Alicia Keys stole Swiss from another woman or something like that? Why people judge? They're friends now. Oh, they ain't friends. Shonda's a smart bitch. All right. My turn. Yeah. Hit it. I have an old school list and a new school. So I'm going to start with old Hit school. Hit it. <laughs> All right. No particular order. And this is based on what I consider R&B. And, okay. Mary J. Blige, Alicia Keys, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Lauren Hill, Tyrese, Keisha Cole, mm. Lloyd. Mm. Mm. Yes. <gasps> Lloyd. He dropped a great album last True? year, too. True was a good album. Yeah, damn. That shit first of all, Lloyd's soul. first album is still my favorite. I play that shit like nobody's business. Go yeah. to sleep? What? That short <laughs> nigga can sing. I'm not done. Omarion. Oh, I'm touch. Sorry. I want touch. I, love, uh, I want touch played at my funeral. That's how much I love uh, that song. I love it. <laughs> he could not make my list. I was just like, because I see him on somebody else's. I'm like, Omarion? Like, not even in my top 50 he could make. I love Omarion. Mm-hmm. Marcus Houston? Honorable mention. Immature. I, I do, this was about to say, Marcus what was that group Houston. name? Immature. Um, Raheem Devon. Mm. Yes. That nigga's nice. I know I, you want to give me a high five. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. That nigga's nice. I've seen him perform. That first light, album light. alone, The Love Experience, is all I need. Like I didn't put too much time to this. Like, fuck. That nigga's <laughs> nice, I, I want to do this next week. Like, you know, if I can go based on just one album, it'd be like, who had like, re- Tweet? I feel like her one album was like the best album that... She was popping for a while. For a while. Um, Robin Thicke. Mm. I like Robin Thicke. And Sade. <laughs> <gotta just> <laughs> I like Robin. I don't, just, I, like Robin. I don't know if I like Robin. The, revo- yeah. the evolution of Robin no, Thicke yeah. is my favorite album. Like that. It's you about just, to make me go home and like really play some songs. Like, okay. Listen to that album. It was cool. Hair. It was very good. good All right. <laughs> you ready for the new school list? Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay, Justin Bieber one, better be on that shit. Uh, he's great, but he's not on this. Um, I think he is great. I love Justin Bieber. But I don't. I can't. He's not R and B though. Yeah, he's you know he's pop. All right, Ty Dolla Sign. I love Ty Dolla Sign. I'm sorry. Like I listen to like every song he's ever put out. Like he's his voice, the raspiness. Like and plus, like I'm a, I'm a very sexual person. So like <laughs> his music just matches like who I am. No, I, I'm, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I love his music. It's very good. Um, Jeremiah, he's very talented. Um, underrated. He, yeah, he's underrated. He he writes all his own music, too. Oh, yeah. Is that a bug? He writes all his own music. I've met people who've worked with him before. Um, definitely Breezy, Chris Brown. I just love his personality as far as his creativity and his, his like, I just like his music. I don't, I don't I don't think he writes all his own stuff, but I don't care cuz his voice is so fucking amazing. As soon like as R&B's one of those things that we like, they don't have to write them all. They don't because the voice is the voice itself is just like yeah, We got to have a real honest conversation about someone writing music for you like I feel like it takes real talent for you to read someone else's words. Yeah. So I feel like it doesn't matter what's actually written who writes Cuz you still got to be talented enough yeah. to make it a hit. Yeah. I right. feel like it's like discrediting their talent. Right. That's um oh, my bad. Uh Trey Songs Jen Aiko, mm. Aaron Ray. Wait, who? Jenny Aiko. Oh, Janae. Yeah. Janae, yeah, Janae Whatever. Aiko. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aaron Ray, uh, Ari Lennox, mm. SZA, 
Mm. Kehlani. Hmm. Party Next Door. <laughs> Her and The Weekend. Okay. I'll, nice I'll give you The Weekend. He's not R&B anymore. He, what is he then? Starboy was pop. kind of pop. pop. It was kind See, of pop. See, when I think about the week, I'm only thinking about those first like four mixtapes. Right, right. Thursday and all that shit. Like that's what I'm thinking about. Um, I get it. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Kyle Dion, Lucky Day, Bryson Tiller, her, oh, Mariba, Miguel, Janelle Monae, Ari Lennox, The Weekend, Scissor Party, Division. It. Ah, division is good. Mm-hmm. He is R&B good. List are these? That's very like. <laughs> you're not up. You're not up on some of these people. Kyle you know, Dion is. What I think about R and B is just I'm a little older than y'all, so it's just it just means different things new, to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle Dion dropped the best R and B. See, like Bryson so Tiller and them, I I couldn't they trap and what, trap soul. Trap soul. Yeah. Trap so soul. it's just like yeah, so love them dearly. Exchange or don't. Oh. Bryson can win you out Bryson is dope. I love Bryson Tiller. I like when he raps too. But it was too. something you said, CR. Mm-hmm. Who did you put on your list? For which one? R and B. Yeah. Um, old school or new school? Mm, oh, that's what I wanted to say. The dream. That's why I put the dream mm. on my list because it's just like he is very good. He's had a lot to do with different hits. Yeah, it's like he had he wrote a lot. lot of, he wrote a lot of different hits, and it's just like hits. I think I was just using him for like writing credits in a sense, but yeah. his stuff on his own is good. Yeah. Nobody said Frank Ocean. I thought that was crazy because that's that is like, crazy. You know, it's Frank. Like he gave you the Lonnie the, the Road Project. That was like forty-five songs of just straight hits of him writing and. People sleep on blind too. I didn't too. dive in enough into his music to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I only know his radio hits and his features. Like I don't know enough Frank Ocean to be like. Oh, after this man. is over, go look up this I think song. We all said Sade. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sade is just hang on to your love is my favorite Sade song. But uh, go look up uh, this song by Frank Ocean called uh, <laughs> called White. That's my favorite Frank Ocean song. Super White. short, super oh. beautiful. Sweetest Taboo is my favorite Sade. Mm. Favorite Sade song. Probably, I don't know, Jezebel, Is It a Crime, um, No Ordinary Love. Oh, what's that mm. other song called? No Ordinary Love. Oh, my God. That song is so good. Uh, I can't remember her name. But There's nobody like Sade. The really yeah. isn't. Yeah. There's nobody She comes up like with an album, I think, every 10 years. The thing about when, when we say Sade, it's just like it's a whole fucking group and not just one not person. Just one person. <laughs> yeah. Like a Tattoo. That's my favorite Sade song. Like also. a Tattoo. Yeah, I love that. That is show. a very good song. Love is Stronger Than Pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm. I wish I could meet her. Just just have a conversation. Where she live? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nobody said Donald Jones? No. Just nobody like, said Frank Sinatra. Isn't Frank Sinatra R&B? Kind no. Of. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was R&B before R&B. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I, I feel good it. about everybody's list, though. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I appreciate everybody's list. I feel like everybody here. I, I didn't understand like maybe CRs and um, Jeff's rap list. It's like a lot of new rappers <laughs> okay. on there. In a sense. Yeah, like I, I, I understand. And why I want because I, I feel like people like Joey Badass, and then we just I'm not going to disclude them, but it's just like y'all don't make the list just yet. Y'all get honorable mentions, right? Because it's like y'all still got time. Y'all still got in. shit to it's do. Just it's different. It's just like Joey so, and Flapper Zombies are playing in my house. I mean, I think next week maybe we should go. See. Oh, I'm yeah, going. I'll find out. Probably got paid again already. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? You gotta pay. So. I've just been following Joey since 2012. And I remember I seen him perform for the first time. It was just like back then, like 2012, 2013. It was just like, I've never seen anything like that. 17 years old. Like, I love Joey Badass. Like, Brooklyn. Like, I mean, it's crazy. You know, if I'm gonna do that, I remember mention for, um, for rap, it's gonna be fucking the ASAP crew. Cozy Takes Volume 2. That shit mm-hmm. is awesome. Like, yeah. And Rocky's Free. 
He ain't going back to Sweden ASAP. ever. <laughs> I feel like, I, oh, son, I can't ever say fuck ASAP yeah. Rocky, but it's just like, you know, lesson learned, nigga. I bet you won't be talking all that shit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he probably still will on some reckless young nigga shit. Actually, he ain't young. No, yeah, because like did, you, did you see like there was yeah. a picture of him like after he got out of jail like the, with um, the white women. Yeah, it was yeah. just like damn rock. Okay. What he do? He was just partying he up in the car with some or white something chicks. Like that, or mm. He met up with Kendall Jenner. And he I heard he up. was the only one who successfully fucked all five sisters. All sisters. The fucked. only one. I doubt. That. Like the only one, like successfully fucked all of them. Like, There's got to be one more out there. Drake, at least. Drake, ooh, I Drake ooh, I, ooh, I can see Drake doing. I can see Drake taking down all Hell five yeah. of them bitches, like Hell Courtney yeah. and Chloe, the moms and the mom. Wow, absolutely. I can see ASAP doing it too, though. Absolutely, yeah. because he got that Harlem little swag. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be kind of dope, though. I guess we don't do this. We run out of time too. I think we yeah, are. I don't yeah. know how much time. I actually yeah. want to introduce a new segment that I didn't tell y'all about that I kind of came up at last minute. New. We're I don't have a name for it, working title, but I basically <laughs> each week one of us will highlight. Uh, a creative that's a person of color um, mm. or, or an inventor like either from the past present or rest in peace Toni Morrison yeah. oh yeah shit damn we should have started with that I thought we were going to get into it but we got into a whole bunch of other stuff what was y'all okay. relationship with Toni Morrison do y'all have like did y'all follow her like, I love everything when about I was younger, Morrison. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's like another person, another author who's inspired me to write. Like, I've read read books from Toni Morrison and literally woke up the next day sick because the book affected me all the way. Mm. Like, she's that great of a writer. Yeah, I was introduced to her in high school, and um, yeah, the Bluest Eye I think was my first book I ever read from Toni Morrison. She was like eighty eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't realize she that's was, a nice she was, number, yeah. eighty eight. Yeah. My grandma's turning 90 this year. Oh, wow. Congrats. Shout out to Grandma CR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just had a birthday. More life, more life. Oh, where? Right. My birthday was, was on Monday. Weekend. How was your birthday? I forgot. Um, it was great. Uh, I went to get my hands and nails done for the first time in my what? life. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, nah, I can't show you now. They, 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 was your feet like all dirty and stuff? So she's like, such a woman. Let me see how you like. Not, yeah, <laughs> it's nothing now. I mean, I'm a guy. I've just been fucking around. When you pulled your socks, <laughs> when you pulled your socks off, how did the ladies react? Uh, oh, I don't have ugly feet except for this one bad toe. And, <laughs> but look, so you keep hitting that night, right? <laughs> well, no, I dropped a dumbbell on it. Oh, it's wow. not. It's my big toe, my Aww. big toe on my right foot. Yes, I am sad. Before You're saying that, all to that nasty toe, fuck out of here. Nah, man. Before that, man, I used. To, I'm talking about man, beautiful feet, man. Like you know what I'm saying. Like my aunties used to make fun of me, but I was proud. They was like, you got girl feet. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> Shit was soft, but um. <laughs> But yeah, so that, that went down. Uh, wifey came and we spent the weekend. It was just me and her the whole weekend. Mm. Yes, lots of sex. Um, <laughs> why you gotta love. toss it in all the time? Privacy, bro. What? Don't Those hate. Pri- I know, I'm eight. I ain't getting a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, but like, I feel like if I was, was a relationship, great. I feel like my girl would tell me to stop saying, talking about that shit. She but does tell me to stop, but I do it anyway because it's funny. We laugh about it. Okay. <laughs> like, we were, I was having a whole conversation about our sexual weekend with one of my DJs and I showed my girlfriend the conversation and she was laughing. Oh, wow. I respect that. That's, that's y'all relationship. That's yeah. what y'all do. She, she, I'm just the only one getting yelled at about shit. I can't. <laughs> what else did y'all do? Um, we watched a lot of movies. We watched TV. We saw Crawl in the theaters. Crawl, yeah, Crawl. And I watched The Sopranos. I, I know I'm super fucking late. Like so that's the. Sh- I'm watching. What Sopranos. season you on? I'm on season two, episode four right now. Mm, and I didn't realize how much 
was taking place in places that I now grew up yeah. grew up yeah. in and drove around. I'm like, damn, like Montclair, mm-hmm. Newark, Elizabeth, Jersey City. I'm like, damn, like these are buildings that I used to see all the time. I didn't know this shit was on the Sopranos. Like, you know, I thought that I, I really thought it took place in New York. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, wow, fuck that. Yeah, Jersey, Garden State. It's gonna be one of those shows that you watch at the end of the gonna be like, yo, for real. People, I've heard that. I've heard people say that the way. But it I got ended it though. Well. I got it. I, I, you get it. You get it. When I got a long way. Done. Yeah, don't say nothing. Don't spoil it yeah. for me. But it's six seasons, <laughs> and I didn't know it was that goddamn long. So I'll be watching this for a while. Okay. You yeah. know, I started watching this week. Um, what's that shit? Mad about you? Anybody heard about that? Show? Oh yeah, like, Mad about you? Yeah, that was a good show. It, it's an old it show. Very good show. But it's very good. Like you wouldn't think. Like for us, I would think we wouldn't think it's funny. But it's fucking it's funny. Like it's like a, it's yeah, a sitcom. It's about it's about this married couple. So and you know back then it wasn't the whole sensitive area where today you couldn't do a lot of shit on TV. So yeah. back then the stuff that they we talk about relationship issues, it was just like I was watching, just binge watching it. I'm just like, oh my god, this should. It still holds true to today if you're in a relationship and you're living with somebody. Mm. So just to all the listeners out there, if you have um, mad about you, just binge watch it. You're going to laugh a little bit. Trust me. Mm. It's like a real eye-opener to relationships. Like the shit, I was just like, hmm, in my single self. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, This whole conversation about like the conspiracy theory shit makes me want to rewatch this show called Mr. Robot. They're coming up with their last season this year. And oh, it's yeah, like, that's right. And like the beginning of the first, like, first episode, there was like a big room full of people in suits. And like that kind of controlling was going on. So like... Maybe inspire me when you watch that. I didn't like The Sopranos, honestly. Like, mm. it just wasn't for me. Like, I like The Wire better. Like, people compare those two. I feel mm. never compare The Wire and The Soprano. Two different. Well, shows. no, in terms of like the great yeah. shows of all time, Sopranos okay. is up there. I definitely want to go the back Sopranos and watch The Wire. The Sopranos is definitely up there. The Wire is The Wire is top five. Sopranos yeah. top five too. Like the greatest like series of all times. Like. I love mafia. I love mafia stuff. See, I've never like, seen Breaking Bad, so that wouldn't be. I, I feel like my top five would be Sex in the City. Sopranos, The Wire, and um, Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under was so good. And this, there was another show on HBO, Real Sex. Let's be real. Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, that show was that five series. Like, come on, I would always watch the repeats because you could I still get information. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Really? You come on, like at eleven that night, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like eleven, eleven thirty. I'd be like, yes, finally, like. Oh, she was so good. Yo, Even Mary Real Sex was popping. Yeah. Yeah, Mary was... There's so many shows. Like, what's your, your favorite sitcom? Let's do black sitcoms, baby. Mm. Oh, shit. I, favorite? I oh, favorite. Damn. I have um, a few. Someone else go. All right. My Wife and Kids. Mm. I was about to say a different world. I love that. Um, all of Us. Um, the, Hugh, the, the Hughley Show. And I would say House of Pain. Okay, that was a cute show. I, I, that was cute. In, in the House with LL Cool J. Oh, In the House. Who remembers In yeah. the House? Oh, yeah. That, that show was funny. That was really good. I really he enjoyed funny. Jefferson's. And Jefferson's show, yeah. Uh, that's like an iconic. Yeah, it's like, like on that iconic list. I can see that being top five, though. Like, if, For sure. J- Jamie Foxx show doesn't get enough credit. I love the I Jamie Foxx show. Oh. Jamie Fox that show, show made me love him. Yeah, you were talking about the Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. show. Yes, Martin. 
Martin, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Martin, living single. Living, oh, living single. Yeah. 227. Oh, I love single. We need to just app with all these shits. You can't find these shits nowhere. That's like. what I'm get a, get a stick. Get a fire stick. Fire stick? Yeah. Broken fire stick. Can, can't you find, oh, like, if you look online, that, yeah, I can't you buy the DVDs? I think they have Roku's like that, yeah. too. Yeah, but who wants to do all that shit? I think I, I collect I think DVDs. I'm going to collect them. I think I'm going to go back and, like, get and all my favorite shows. Yeah, facts. That was a good All the seasons. Like, people hated after a while. But it got better when J Lo became on the Fly Girls. So let's be real here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he was really dancing. Then he uh, was really dancing. <laughs> so, like I said, I don't have a name for this segment, but I just want to highlight creatives, inventors uh, who are of color from past, present, and I guess can't do the future because we are the future, I guess. <laughs> uh, but one person I want to do is uh, he's an inventor. He invented the yellow light, William Potts, Detroit policeman in 1920. And the way he did it was he like hacked like I think he's probably like the first hacker. He like messed with like some railroad equipment and he brought it back to his crib or some shit like that when he was off and he went to the yellow light in Detroit in nineteen twenty. William Potts. Huh? William Potts. Go ahead. Shout out to William Potts. (laughs) So I I, honestly the whole purpose of it is I just feel like we don't get our credit throughout history anyways. So I feel like it's I want it to be our responsibility to do it. And we can shout out current businesses, current black-owned businesses, put shed some mind on those. Because you, if you Google black-owned businesses, it'll bring up some white shit. Or just some shit like it's not related at all. So it's really hard mm-hmm. to get any type of uh, notoriety for anything we've done. So I want to do that more. And okay, I think I got one. Yeah, we'll just do one of us to do one each week and we'll go from there and um... hopefully remember I'm gonna do well. Rest in peace, Toni Morrison. But my person today, well, I will use Zora Neale Hurston because, and I use her because I wanted to talk about um, John the Conqueror, but I couldn't talk about John the Conqueror without talking about Zora Neale Hurston. And um, I'll just use put those two names out there. Y'all do your own research. But Zora Neale Hurston, she's a a great another American African American author, and she actually like specializes in African American folklore. Mm-hmm. Hoodoo, voodoo stuff like that and john the conqueror is like really um known in the voodoo hoodoo world or well, hoodoo world mm. so and i guess that would be my not don't sleep but black people in creativity like, yeah. invention moment yeah have you ever owned a voodoo doll i feel like you have what What happened have you ever owned like a voodoo doll no why oh. would you feel she has i don't know I just you worry she has one about you. That's why. Uh, he is. He's worried that I got some on him. Exactly I don't got none on you, baby. That's just you, boo. Okay. Okay. Coco, if you could think of someone off top, if can't, you I'm, could just do your don't. I sleep. wish we would have been prepared. Yeah, prior I, to but, you know. But I was like, I said, one of us is doing one, so that's why I wanted to do mine as an introductory to it, mm-hmm. and we go from next week. But yeah, but don't if you have a don't sleep, you could you could toss it in there. I usually do have a don't sleep, but I don't have one today. That's all good. The pressure's circling over here. Isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's already on you. It's to, on you. I tried to Google. Um, God damn it. Don't sleep. Uh, don't sleep. I usually think don't of it on the Don't sleep on Love Piece of Beats out now on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Word. It's a great album. And I got the thank you so much. You it guys is. are. Especially really in the mornings, cool. like it gets me going. Orange Leaf is still my favorite song by God. I, I play that shit in the gym. For real? That is. Damn. It's in the go playlist. See ya, go mm. see ya. Thank you guys. Go see ya, go I just see ya. made a new link tree. It's in my bio. Click my link. Follow me on Instagram at and. CR underscore 908. The album is amazing. And I'm really, really trying to come up with some funding. 
so I can start creating visuals for the fucking album. Like, I need some dope music. Like, I'm going to do music videos totally different than, you know, the standard ass shaking, ice in the club. Like, I'm going to have make... some of that too, though. Of no. course, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm going to have that for our new song coming out, Cinderella. Yeah, that's it. Mm. From Bob's mm. All black women, Bob. though. Yeah, that'd be nice. All black women. Different shades. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes, because <laughs> black women come in all different shades. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it needs to be a celebration of, of black people in all of our shades. It's not... Mm. You know, just and I, I don't want to talk because I'm not, I'm light skinned other cases, but it's 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 more to being black than just being brown or light or darkness. It's just like we come in collective shades, yes. like all types of hues of blue. Mm-hmm. So just love us for who we are, mm-hmm. not for what you want us to be. Mm. And that's that. Mm. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, wherever you're tuning in, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, uh, whatever I think called Castbox is another medium for podcasts, Google Play. Please utilize the rating system because it definitely is. Uh, it makes it makes you really happy. We got even more reviews over the weekend. Good job. And uh, we got one guys. one star. And I think that was some hating ass nigga. I don't know who it is. It's I don't right. know who He's you are. To but I'm gonna opinion. find you. No, you're fucking no. wrong. He's entitled you to his opinion. You're fucking wrong. One star. One fucking star. I'm gonna turn you, that one star into four. Dope, though. Follow us on Instagram at Introverted Intuition Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Introverted Intuition. We have merchandise. It's in the, the link. It's going to be the link of this episode, and it's the link of our Instagram page. Uh, we're going to do a little photo shoot for that soon. I can't sooner, wait. Like sooner than I was thinking. I can't wait. Uh, gonna I'm going to get the merch for us next week, next Thursday, and it'll be here the following week. And um, press play uh, September 28th. That's, that's more details coming soon, but that's like the solidified date. Uh, we have uh, some special guests that we've had on the show show up possibly, and you know, some other surprises. And yeah, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, this has been episode 100 to 100 more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 100 more. yeah. we love you. Thank you. Thanks, thank guys. you. Deuces. <laughs>